Yes. Yes. How's that sound, Mike? What? How's it sound? Great. Mike says it sounds great. That means the best show can go back on the air. My friends, tonight, the best show is back for another Tuesday night installment. Three hours of mirth, music, and mayhem. We've got an exciting program planned for you tonight. Bowling Alley Confessions we will be doing throughout the show. What are the things you want to talk about? What are the things you want to say anonymously to people? You need to tell the world we will go to a bowling alley. And you can tell all of us the things you are scared to own up to. We will do it throughout the show, Bowling Alley Confession. So get your Bowling Alley Confession ready and call 201-332-3484 with your Bowling Alley Confession. And you should also know, my friends, you should also know that if you are looking for a fantastic Father's Day read, you need to look no further than the two new action-packed thrillers out now by acclaimed author Daniel Palmer. Available in hardcover, Constant Fear has been described as diehard on a prep school campus. It's a story filled with breakneck suspense as a father battles the odds to save his kidnapped son. And paperback readers can look for desperate which follows a man who must make an unthinkable choice to save his marriage. Constant fear and desperate. Two books by Daniel Palmer are on sale wherever books are sold and at kensingtonbooks.com. kensingtonbooks.com. And tonight's episode of The Best Show is brought to you by Squarespace, the amazing web site provider. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code best show at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And now, we're ready to go. Let's keep it clean, guys. Let's have a fun show. Let's have some sportsmanship in the mix. We're here for fun. Let's have a good game out there. And let us start the best show.
Oh, yes. How's this sound, Mike? Good? You fired up? We're back. Best show's back. Had a little technical difficulty there for a minute. Dudio jumps in there. You should have seen this guy. It was like, uh, it was like, uh, Majority Report. Minority Report? What was the movie? Which one is it? Minority Report. This guy was throwing things this way, that way, technologically. I never saw anything like it. It was like, uh, he was conducting. Look, to be fair, I don't think the technical problems would have happened if he wasn't drumming on the uh, computer. He had his, his fancy drumsticks and he's banging on everything. But he fixed it. I'm not saying his drumming on the computer was responsible for the problem. But Dudio locked in. He sorted that thing out like nobody's business. I never saw anything like it. It was impressive, right, Mike? Mike wasn't even looking. Kidding. Mike's so zoned out tonight. This guy. He's operating on a different wavelength, man. That's why we love him, though, right? That's why we love AP Mike. Well, the people can't get enough of what AP Mike is selling. They can't get enough. And what's he selling? Copies of uh, Mad Max Fury Road in the uh, the Walgreens parking lot. Out of trunk, as they say in the business. Out of trunk. No, he doesn't do that. Not yet. Soon. Trust me. This time next year, me and Mike will be, uh, it'll be like that episode of Seinfeld will come true. Be me and Mike filming movies. Me and Mike filming the Star Wars movie. What about the music we heard? I've been listening to a lot of Danielson lately, and their most recent album, Best of Gloucester County. Is that how you say it? Gloucester? Best of Gloucester County. This is a great album. I'm telling you, man. This is underrated. We heard, but I don't want to sing about guitars. And this is on the Sounds familiar label can't go wrong with any Danielson anything some of my favorite uh, people the Smith family that's an awesome uh, group of super talented people can't go wrong man before that speaking of super talented Nick Diamonds from his upcoming solo album City of Quartz we heard The Sting. 
you might know uh Nick Diamonds from uh from uh, uh Unicorns and from uh, Islands. He's got a solo album coming out in June. Get ready. Get your orders in now. Don't miss it. Good guy. Starting us off. None. NUN. Their debut album. On Hozak. The song was Cronenberg. I'm sure it's named after the director. David Cronenberg. But this album is good stuff. You got some heavy uh, creep uh, creep synth on that. Some creep synth. Just got this. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to get more uh, acquainted with it. None. N U N, not N O N E. None. Ah, the phone number, 201-332-3484. Thanks again, Dudio, for sorting it out. Jason Gore, the dude who built the studio, is Dudio. Admittedly, his nickname, I'm not into it. Tonight, he gets to be called Dudio with no qualifiers because he fixed the whole deal. It all came crashing down. Dudio fixed it. That's computer stuff, man. I got I got no uh I got no aptitude for it. I got no aptitude for it. Which leads me to uh tell you guys all about uh Squarespace. Computer stuff, man, building websites. That's rough. Uh, that's rough stuff. You don't. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know coding. Trying to make something that looks good and works. That's that's uh, that's a that's a hopeless cause. And thankfully, we've got Squarespace here to help us. Whether you're building a, a, a portfolio, a business site, a restaurant, whatever you want to uh, get out there into the world. You need a website, and Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professional on any device. No coding required. And they provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website state-of-the-art technology powering it, your site to ensure security and stability. And that way you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when the millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in them as well. And yes, computer stuff, not good at it. Usually me, covered in sweat, pounding away at my keyboard, trying to fix something that's not working because I just don't know. I'm good at this. I'm not good at the computer side of things. We all can't be good at everything. I'm not good at the computer side of things. And again, that's why Squarespace can't be beat. Can't beat that ease and simplicity. 
They give you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you do decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code BESTSHOW to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the best show. That is offer code Best show over at squarespace.com gets you 10% off your first purchase. And we thank the, uh, the, the fine folks at Squarespace for their support of the best show. Squarespace, build it beautiful. What are we going to talk about tonight? Oh, we're going to do uh, bowling alley confessions on and off throughout the whole night. How's that work? Well, you, the listener and caller, shall remain anonymous. You shall call up. Do not give your name or your location. The sounds of a bowling alley will be in the background, and you will cloak yourself in the anonymity that only a bowling alley can provide. And you can make your confession completely anonymous. Are bowling alleys the, uh, uh, is that an automatic thing, Mike, if you, if you're looking for a, a bathroom? Like a bowling alley, that's like a hundred percent certainty, right? You... But you can just walk into any bowling alley and just go right to the to the to the to the men's room, right? You don't have to worry about. Yeah, nobody's gonna go. Hey, can I help you? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna uh, bowl. But I'm just going to go to the uh, men's room first. Something I can help you with? Yeah, nobody cares at a bowling alley. Well, under-attended. One guy behind a counter. That's where they should do one of those f- flash mob things. Bowling alley. Why Why doesn't uh, Improve Everywhere go to a bowling alley? Right? Why don't they go to a bowling alley? Make some... Some 75-year-old uh, man's life a living nightmare. They come in doing their dance, right? Bowling shoes. We're here for bowling shoes. With whatever song they've got written. Guy just shuts the bowling alley down. Now I'm telling you, you see a bowling alley... I, I've played a game before driving around in certain towns and you see the business and you say, is there a gun inside that business? It's a fun game. Is there a gun behind the counter at that business? Certain businesses? Maybe. Bowling alley? Yeah, there's some kind of weapon back there. That you can take. You can take that to the bank. There's no way, no way guy at the bowling alley doesn't have something back there.
Not that I'm saying I'm not. I'm not glorifying that. I'm just saying. You know, there's something back there. These bowling alley guys aren't just. Uh, they're not just leaning. They're not trusting that they can talk you out of something. You think that's right, Mike? Yeah, right? Some bars? Think, thing with masses, you just got your kung fu. You mess around with Mike, he'll break out his kung fu. And a baseball bat, he said. Okay. But yes, bowling alley confessions later in the show. The phone number, 201-332-3484, which apparently stands for what, dead hug? Is that what it was? Thankfully, that didn't catch on. These goons all tried to make that stick. Why did I just bring it up then? I'm not sure why I did that. I'm actually the one who just brought it back to life. Yeah. Bowling Alley Confessions. You want to talk about anything. You can talk about something you wish you had had not done. Something you wish you had done. We've all got those things. We've all got things we wish we hadn't done. And what a better place to uh, tell your tale than at the Bowling Alley. But we're not doing that now. We'll just do some straight-up, good, old-fashioned open phones. Who's good here, Mike? One. And remember, if Spike calls, Mike, it gets right through. Best show, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi, am I on the air? You are on the air, yes. Oh, wow. Hi, this is Jeff. Who is this? This is... This is Jeff. Jeff. How are you, Jeff? I'm, I'm busy, tired, a little stressed, but, but good overall. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm from Edison, New Jersey. Okay. And what's up with this phone line here? Are you uh, not so hot? Um, I'm in a basement. Better or worse? Oh, that was much worse. Is it's, this better? It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I'm sorry. I will hang up. Goodbye. Sorry, Jeff. Best show. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. Am I in the bowling alley? Not yet. Oh, well then. I think you should just hang up and me. Best show. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. I have a bowling alley confession. Uh, Look, we're not in the bowling alley yet, but... uh, Okay, we're not there yet. Well, I I mean, I have something I still want to talk about. Sure, let's talk about that. Um, in this movie, and I can't the next, watching the it. The next hour, we'll do Bowling Alley Confessions. Okay, okay, cool, man. Well, it's this movie, and I, I can't stop watching it over and over again. It's called Zombievers. Okay. It, it, it's exactly what you would think, and it's perfect in every terrible way. It's about these zombie beavers. They're radioactive, and when they die, they come back to life and infect other things, and then they infect people. And I don't want to spoil spoil anything, but, I mean, it's... 
it's a really messed up movie, and I, I just, I think, I, I mean, it's awful, but I think I keep watching it over and over again because I'm pretty sure I'm emotionally attracted to one of the lead actresses, and I don't really know what to do about it. How old is this movie? Uh, it's came out, I believe, earlier this year or last summer. Okay. Well, that's creepy. Yeah, I maybe. Mean, uh, can you? I mean, can you imagine a, a zombie beaver attacking you with like filled trees and giant teeth? I can't. Yeah. I cannot. Sounds creepy. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. I can't. Can't do that. Wow. We went through those phones pretty fast. Every line was tied up. Now it's a veritable tumbleweed rolling through. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. We'll do uh, bowling alley confessions in, in uh, the next hour, but uh, right now... We're just good. We can just talk to the to the nice people. Last week we did uh, hashtag replace Harry, which was uh, me making a pitch to replace Harry Shearer as the voice of all his characters on The Simpsons, and it it, it it's it's catching fire. I'm hearing things. I can't say what. But I'm hearing things. I'm hearing uh, there have been a call was made is all I will say. A call was made. But you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't take the job in in uh, retrospect. Uh, retrospect. It's not fair. I'm not I'm not a scab. I'm not here to undercut Harry Shearer. Take his uh, job from him. That's his to negotiate. He don't want to do it. Then it's an open market. Then we'll then we'll we'll come uh, then we'll come for it. But until then, I'm not I'm not here to take his uh, I'm not here to take his livelihood. Not a scab. I'm not, I'm not no company man. I stand I I stand up for the people standing up against companies. Bill Simmons. I stand up for. Ugh. Look, Bill Simmons. Not always on the same page with Bill Simmons with a lot of things, but he got canned by ESPN. Not cool. Not cool, man. Why'd they can him? They were saying he was getting too big for his britches. For people who don't know, Bill Simmons is this guy. He uh, he wrote all. He would write write all these columns about uh, uh, the Celtics, and he would talk all about. Uh, Teen Wolf and how uh, Kevin McHale reminded him of uh, uh, Screech and things like that. He would compare uh, basketball games to uh, episodes of uh, of Saved by the Bell. And look, not always for me. Sometimes I loved it, sometimes not for me. But he started this thing, Grantland, which was a, is a good site. A lot of good articles on there. I legitimately admire Grantland. Keeps a lot of people, uh, uh, writing a lot of good things. They did a lot of good SNL stuff, building up to the 40th uh, anniversary. But then he got, uh, he was negotiating his contract in ESPN Candom. Why? Because they said he got too big for his britches. ESPN. Can you imagine rooting for that? Yes. How did that nightmare take place to where that company is like, 
so huge. Oh. It's gross. ESPN. Just think about, just think about how omnipotent they are. They're everywhere. Go, go to a place to get, to go, uh, sit and eat a sandwich. ESPN's playing. Gotta look at, uh, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless in the morning. Got Skip Bayless in the morning. Got that other Woody, uh, Woody Page in the afternoon. Oh. Tell you that channel. Sometimes it's like you watch it and it's all these heads. You'd think you were watching like the making of like, uh, uh, horror masks. Right? You'd think it was like a horror puppet show. With those faces. Some of those faces. Stephen A. Smith. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? And these guys, everybody's got his channel. It turned into this thing where everybody's got an opinion about everything. Like, I, I've never had that many opinions about everything. Could you, like, these guys, what do you think of the hockey game? And they give the most impassioned opinion about it. Okay, well, what do you think about, uh, the football game? And then they give the most impassioned thing about every single football game scheduled and every single baseball. It's like, you can't, how can anybody care that much? And they're like screaming, like, really? You're going to scream about everything? This guy, Skip Bayless, you got to see this guy. He looks like if that Crypt Keeper went Hollywood. That's what he looks like. If the Crypt Keeper decided he's uh, moving to Miami, that's what he actually looks like. Miami Crypt Keeper. Tales from the Crypt Miami, starring Skip Bayless. And the Stephen A. Smith. Oh, brother. That guy. Just yell, just everybody shouting about opinions. That's me saying that. I shout, and I shout about opinions here. And I'm saying that. Alright, well, we can keep talking more about this as the show goes on. Let's, let's go back to the phones. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, is this Tom? It is Tom. Hey, Tom. Loving the show tonight. Very, very enjoyable. Cool, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, who is this? This is Mark in Newbridge Lowe's. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Hey, Mark. Wait, Newbridge Lowe's. Yeah. Wow. That's, I've never been out to Newbridge Lowe's. That's the area that's over all the way out beyond the Newbridge Heights, right? Yeah. Yeah. Way out beyond the Heights. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I've never taken a trip out there. It's it's a pretty interesting place to live, I'll tell you that. You know, once you get past the weather issues, it, it, you know, it's, it's enjoyable, sure. Yeah, I think the weather stuff is probably why I've never been out there. It's, it, seems, uh, it seems nuts. Well, <laughs> that comes with living in a part of town that's 800 feet below sea level, you know? It's, I mean, it's so effing hot here. 800 oh. feet below yep. sea level. 
That is so weird because you think about places like that only being in like, like Africa or the Middle East being that far below sea level. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But you know, like the motto goes, from the world's largest collection of wacky packages to loin crushing aridity, Newbridge got it all. Yeah, I've always thought that that should have been like reworded or worded differently. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, I'm not even sure if aridity is a word. Is it? I think aridity might be a word. But Maybe. got it all. Newbridge got it all. I've never understood. Yeah. That's not proper proper English. No, it sure ain't. No, okay. Well, I was joking. I, I know it's. Yeah, sure. I should have said it sure isn't. So what, what's uh, what's going on tonight, Mark? Oh, oh, well, you know, I, I heard you mention that at some point about you know about things you wish you hadn't done, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, and um, um. Tell you, I've got one that's been making my life a living check. You've got a thing you wish you hadn't done. Yeah, yeah. And it's making it your life what? A living heck. It reminds me of of, uh, of this this flick that, that was just on called Montage of Heck. Have you seen this thing? I, I it's that's the Kurt Cobain documentary. Yes, I, yeah, I have not yeah. seen it yet. Have you? You've seen it. I did. It was good. You know what? It was really, really, really light on Eyes Adrift. What's that? You're joking. No, I'm not. I'm not joking. It's Melba Selleck's band. Uh, two after Nirvana, of course, he had. Uh, I think it was called Sweet Seventy Six or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he he had this band Eyes Adrift with uh, uh, one of the Kirkwood brothers and the drummer from Sublime. So that so you're saying the documentary, the Kurt Cobain documentary, it comes up a little light in terms of it was, yeah, really, really, really light. Uh huh. Like how light? There was no mention of it at all. Yeah. Well, it's not that surprising that they wouldn't get into Chris Novoselic's second post Nirvana band. But. I mean, that's just, that's, I guess you gotta tell a story with those things, and there's not a lot of room for that. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've had something that's been making your life a living heck, as you said? Yes. What, yes. what, yeah. what is that? Well, okay, here's, here's the story. Not, not to brag, but, you know, I'm one of the foremost authorities on Civil War photography in America. Really? Yeah. Wow, that that's that's impressive. And you know, as as being that, I was asked to um, sit for an interview for for a special that the Smithsonian Channel was doing on Matthew Brady. Do you know who he who he was? I, I know that name. He he was pretty much the most famous of the Civil War uh, photographers. You know, he he did a lot of those really iconic uh, photos that you've. You've seen all your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. So they they uh, you were asked by the Smithsonian Channel to be a part of a a, a, a documentary on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On Matthew Brady. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's, it was it was big stuff. Yeah. Well, that that's that's exciting. Uh, I mean, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it uh, could have been the launch of something really big for me. You know. Um, 
could have really led to a lot of opportunities, you know, like teaching and lecturing and, you know, I, I could have even gotten my own TV show out of it, you know? You've said could have a few times. Yeah. What, uh, what, why is it could have? Hmm. Um, how much time do you have? Do you have a, a couple minutes? Yeah, sure. We have a couple minutes. All right. Well, look, I, I'm a guy of a certain age, you know, and I, I thought it was about time to start wearing a hat. Wearing a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's a thing for a lot of guys now, you know, my age. And per- perhaps you've seen these hats. They're, they're almost um, straw-looking, and they have a very shallow brim. You know these things? I think I know the kind of hat you're talking about. Yeah, you see them a lot if you go to clubs or, like, you know, a bar. It's kind of a hip bar in, in the in the summer, in the afternoon, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, well... I, I saw these guys wearing these hats, and I thought, you know, I can pull that off, too. There's no way I shouldn't be able to. But my wife, she begged to differ. She said you couldn't pull off the hat? She, she did, yeah. She thought it was a bad idea, and it would make my head, neck, and face look just completely massive. Okay. And so, you know, I really disagreed with her, and we got into this huge argument that basically resulted in the Newbridge Diving and Rescue Squad needing to be called in. Over the argument? Yeah, it spilled out into a lake. The argument spilled out into a lake? It did, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. I don't want to get too far into it. But look, that's besides the point, okay? Uh-huh. Anyway, I started wearing the hat, even though Sheila said it made me look like Andre the Giant wearing a fez. Okay. But, you know, I felt pretty rocking in that thing. You liked it. I thought I looked great in it, and I even compl- uh, contemplated throwing a tiki-themed party for my buddies at work. Because you were so into, what, the vibe that the hat created? Yeah, well said, Tom. It gave me a certain vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so this hat kind of... Gave you like I, a, a certain kind of confidence, almost. It sure did. It sure did. You know. So, so when this call comes from Smithsonian to do this interview, mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer. I'm going to wear the hat, you know, and show the world what is. I'm a smarto who can also kick it to social D. Kick it to what? Social D. So, uh, social D. Social distortion. Yes. Is that the kind of hat? Is the, is that the kind of hat that a lot of social distortion fans would wear? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, but you, so, uh, so you wore the hat. I did, yeah. So I wear it. I do the interview in the hat. It goes great, and then I'm just kind of waiting around for months before the show ends, and I feel really great about it because I I, I know I was really good. Mm-hmm. And now the world, the world's going to be my oyster, right? Because you you killed it in the documentary. I totally killed it. Yeah. Uh huh. I crushed it. I like when people say that, that they crush something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because like that. It, nobody ever overstates that. You know what I mean? No. Like it's no. only they only use that when they actually truly crushed something. They do. Yeah. It's it's like when they're also killing it too. I like yeah. when people say that too. 
Like, I saw my friend uh, Bert. He was killing it at the Sunday Fixin's bar the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were just like, did you say to him, you, you're killing it, or did he say to you, I'm killing it? Oh, no. I, I, I Instagrammed that he was killing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sunday. So he killed it at the Sunday Fixin's bar. He did, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So look, so look, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm digressing. Okay, that's a, no, that's fine. Okay. So the show airs, but the, the night the show airs, I had to take our son Cyrus to a DJing class. To a what? A DJing class, why? Your son Cyrus is taking DJ lessons? He sure is, he's great too. Okay. Yeah. He, he's like learning how to do what, to mix things? Oh yeah, yeah. His teacher says that he's the best in the three and under class. He's three and under. Mm-hmm. And he's he's learning how to DJ. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, well, I mean, that yeah. is, I guess you got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so I couldn't watch it when the show aired the first time. Mm-hmm. But but uh, Sheila was home watching it, and you know, and recording it on the DVR. Okay. So, you know, after, after DJ class, I, I pick Cyrus up and I pull into the driveway and I'm all excited as I'm coming up the front stairs mm-hmm. because I know I'm going to open that door and Sheila's going to tell me how great I was. Okay. So I open the door and I feel this wine glass go whizzing by my face. Huh. Yeah. I look over and there's Sheila. And she is madder than a rattlesnake at a Thai wedding, Tom. That's mad. That's that's like that's like the apex of anger. It is. It's very angry. Yeah. And so she just starts going, you had to wear that dumb little hat, didn't you? And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, because I knew I looked rocking in that hat. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll tell you something. I look so good in that hat. The makeup woman on the set even said so, and she once did makeup for Chris Squire. Wait, the the woman who did makeup for this Smithsonian thing mm-hmm. did makeup for Chris Squire. Yeah, That's, you heard of him? Yeah, the bass player from Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. When when did she do makeup for him? I think it was for the Owner of a Lonely Heart video. Okay. Yeah. So she put the makeup on him for that video. Yes, yeah. A lot. She said it was a lot of pancake. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you talking about, woman? I call her woman sometimes. Uh huh. And so I push. Well, I push play on the DVR, right? Yeah. And the episode starts, and you know. I was pretty much the featured interviewee in this thing, so I knew I'd probably be the first person who appeared. Mm-hmm. And I was right. Unfortunately. Uh-huh. Look, Tom, I, I don't know about camera angles or any of that stuff. Okay. But the guy who shot this thing? Yeah. He should literally be killed in the chest. The guy who shot it should literally be killed in the chest? Mm-hmm. Why? I dropped my wallet again. Hang on. Oh, no, Mark. Oh, my, my card spilled out. 
your cards, like your credit cards? Well, my my Jamba Juice card. I got. I need two more punches. I get a free small. Okay, I'm I'm back. It's it's all back in order. Protect that card, because I mean, it sounds like you've put a fair amount of uh, work in. You're in the home. You're in the home stretch on that. I am. I want that free um, uh, green and great. Small green and great. Yeah, and there's no, no green and it, great and ginger. That's what it is. And there's no replacing those things. Like you can't go there and say, "I had a mo- I had eight things holes punched on this thing." Mm-hmm. No, but I lost it. Yeah, they'll never believe you. No. So anyway, this cat man, he framed the shot from below. Okay. And I'll tell you what, it made me look like Andre the Giant wearing an anemic child's derby. So, so Sheila was right. She was kind of right. It, it made my, my head look like a tan beanbag with facial features. Okay. Yeah. She didn't say that part of it, but you know, that's her anyway, right? Well, okay. I mean, that's your business. Um, so, uh, I'm in shock as I'm watching this thing. It's like, oh, my God, the blood is rushing from my head. Because you were getting ready to look at, like, a a good-looking guy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just staring at this thing dumbfounded. I I look at my phone. My phone is lighting up. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm getting all these texts from my friends. Yeah. With messages like, does Cyrus know that you borrowed his baby hat? And what was another one? Nice head thimble, numb nuts. Head thimble. Head thimble. I never, I've never even heard of that term. So that's like a, that must be like a slang for a tiny hat? It made my head look really huge, this uh-huh. thing, yeah. Really? Like the, you yeah, actually had a thimble on top of it? thimble, exactly, yeah. Like a and hat-shaped so I, thimble. Exactly, yes. Like a, like a Monopoly piece. Yes! Why are you doing this to me? It hurts enough. No, look, I'm just taking, I'm just hearing you. Look, I'm sorry. You tell your story, Mark. Well, I didn't tell you the worst one. What's that? It's from my mother. Uh-huh. Did you eat the, the brim of the hat before the director yelled action? Your own mother, mother. said that. Yes. Wow. That, that, that's, that's hard. That's hurtful. It, it's terrible. And then ever since that night last week, my life has been in the dumper. I mean, I can't go two blocks without someone yelling, Hey, Tiny Hat, at me. They call you Tiny Hat? They do, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll tell you some other things. Yeah. My wife has cut our lovemaking sessions down to thrice weekly. Down to thrice? Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. From what? to tell you that. Well, you still told me one of them. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yes. Okay, well, that's... I have needs! Okay, that's fine. I'm not judging you. Well, even worse, little Cyrus... Yeah? He had to be taken out of school because kids were calling him a son of a tiny hat. The son of a tiny hat. Yes, yeah, Uh like that song... That was the original version of Son of a Preacher Man, apparently. Son of a Tiny Hat? Yep. The the song 
the only the only one who could ever reach me was the son of a tiny hat. Okay, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Well, um, Mark. Yeah. I uh, while you were telling that whole story, yeah, I googled the 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 Smithsonian interview, and I've seen uh-huh. I see some stills from it. Uh huh. And um, look, you're you, okay. I mean. Yeah, the, I gotta say, the angle of the shot makes it look like the hat is really tiny. And that, you know, maybe your face looks like bigger than it is, like your face looks larger than it probably, probably is. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna be nice to me. I'm well, dropping out of society. You know, what's that? I'm dropping out of society. You're dropping out of society. Yeah. You you can't. Why would you drop out of society? You can't give up what you love doing. I sure I can. I will. Well, I I don't think that's a good. You have a skill and a and a and a, a, a you have something that you can contribute to the world with. And it, that's that's a that's it would be a shame if you let this kind of take you away from that. Wait, what was that? Oh, great. Was that some guy yelling? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Look, I'm going to be shopping for uh, mid-priced yurts tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll be living off-grid in Tanzania by August. That's it for me. You're going to shop for yurts? Yep. Well, Mark, I, I, I don't know if if this is as all-encompassing as it seems to be for you. This is something you can get past. I can't, no. You know. I mean, I mean, you could probably alleviate a lot of this by like kind of, you know, not wearing the 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 tiny hat anymore. I'm not wearing it. I burned that thing the night the show aired. No, Tom, that was just another uh, tiny hat maniac. Wait, that guy yelled "nice hat" because because yep. you were. He saw the show, I guess. One of my fans. So he wasn't just seeing a guy with the hat on. Nope. And he just a tiny hat maniac. Yeah. Is that what you said? I did. Yeah. 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 That. Well, I mean, that's not a real thing. Like that. That's but, something you you're making up. Uh, no, it is a real thing. Yeah, someone started a website called that called tinyhatmaniacs.com. dot com. Yeah. And they charge people to join so they can all make fun of me. Oh, my God. Here, yeah. Wow. You didn't go to it, did you? I'm at it now. There are so many... So many memes and GIFs. There's like thousands of these here. And I guess I have to like... It's like a monthly fee to join... To like, I guess you can look no. at them without paying, but you can, to download them, I guess you have to pay. Is that how it works? Don't, don't advertise this thing, you mutant. What? I'm just, you're the one don't who mentioned me. the site. Well, I didn't think, I didn't think you 
were going to, like, tell people what it was about and try to get people to sign up. I thought you were my friend. Well, Mark, I just got to tell you, you, you just, I, I don't know what to tell you, actually. This is, this is, seems like it's kind of caught fire here. Oh, well, I, I know what to tell you. What? Um, if, if you need me, I'll be riding my tall bike off Kern Bridge into the Red Sea of Newbridge. You're gonna, out. What are you going to do? I, I'm going to ride my tall bike off Kern Bridge into the Red Sea at Newbridge. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you do that. That's a little extreme. There's no reason. You. This is you the kind care. of thing. What? No, I do. Well, what is that? Mark, is that is that your tall bike? Mark? Mark. Yeah, my tall my tall bike has two horns. And you're gonna ride it into the the Red Sea in Newbridge? Is that what you said? Goodbye. Hello? Mark? Hello? Line's dead. Okay. Wow. I guess he might have rode his bike into the. That's oh, that's 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 sad. I'm so I'm sorry to hear that. That's. I hope he's okay. I hope that guy's okay. And Mike really cares. I heard the crack of a. Coors Light out there. I'm assuming that's Coors Light, right? That was Dudio. Really? He's got a Coors Light? Oh, no. This is the word. Mike's trying to get Dudio to start drinking Coors Light during the show. That's the last thing we need. Imagine what goes on when the, we got any kind of tech problem. These guys will tell me to, 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 they'll tell me to jump in the, 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 uh, the Red Sea in Newbridge. And there, that was you. There it is. Mike's catching up. Dudio's drinking what? Coke? Seltzer. Good. But Mike's, uh, matching him with every seltzer with a Coors Light. There you go. Different strokes for different folks. So anyway, I was saying about this, uh, I'm not going to take Harry Shearer's job. Sure, we showed we could do it. I covered most of the voices he does on The Simpsons. I'm sure listeners could plug in a few here and there, the ones I couldn't get. But I'm not taking his job. That's, that's, that's some scab stuff, man. Not doing it. Because again, I'm what, what I'm, uh, this is not, I'm not. I'm not a company man. I'm not Jay Leno. Side with the the creatives, the creative types. Yeah, side with uh, this guy Spoon, John Skipper. I keep seeing the guy who fired uh, Bill Simmons from uh, yeah, from ESPN. John Skipper. Can you imagine some guy running ESPN? Oh, how insufferable! 
They're just all they do is just they're just in in the, 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 in bed with football. Football. Yes, they got Roger Goodell telling them uh, how it goes. What what commands do you have for us now, Roger Goodell? Tell us what to do. This guy Roger uh, Goodell, the uh, commissioner of uh, the uh, National Football League. Guy looks like a, looks like a bale of hay shoved in a suit, like a scarecrow. If you if you built a scarecrow out of like a suit, you put like a suit out in the in the cornfield. That guy. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is uh, Ed from Portland. Ed from Portland. What's going on tonight, Ed? Um, enjoying the show, but I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble uh, with my parenting. You're having trouble with your parenting? Uh, being, a, being a parent. Um, Why? What's, what's wrong? Well, uh, we're pretty cultured people. We had our kid kind of late. We're in our mid-40s now. The kid's three. Great kid. And, you know, living out here, we walk in the woods, we swim, we read, we draw, we play, we do all that, uh, you know, hippie stuff. But there's still a lot of time left over, and sometimes you have a headache, bad weather, and uh, I need to turn, off, turn on the TV or resort to some popular media, some contemporary stuff. And it's, uh, especially as old people, and trying to be good parents, um, just at a loss. You know, I don't want... I don't want to put on stuff that's too stupid or cloying or boring or too poppy. But all these stuff that's, that looks like it's supposed to be good for you, like good food, the educational stuff seems just as deadly, pedantic, and most of it seems secretly Christian. Um, and uh, when I was a kid, we, you know, we didn't have a lot of choices. Whatever was on, which was mostly Hee Haw and Petticoat Junction reruns, uh, or Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, because of, you know, we don't have cable, but we have a Roku, so we have, you know, Hulu and Netflix. And the kid can see that whatever he wants is at his fingertips if he yells loud enough. And he, I'm afraid that he, he may or may not have a good taste. And what sort of future that bodes for him and for wait, us. Wait, how, how old is this kid? It's a little over three. Yeah, what do you care? He's got good taste. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's a three. He's, a, he's to, three. I have to sit there with him for a lot of it. Yeah, so what? That's what being a parent is about. You watch the dumb garbage your kid wants to watch. You watch. You're, you're watching Hee Haw and Petticoat Junction. Now you're moaning because you, you, your kid doesn't like Better Call Saul. <laughs> Get off my phone. I'm worried about his kid being cool. You know, barf. It's enough to make you barf. We're worried about his kid. I, 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 you know what I wish on that guy? I hope his kid's the un- uncoolest kid in the, in the world. I hope he gets stuck with a kid that he likes a uh, uh, McLaughlin report. I hope that's what your kid lo- gravitates toward. McLaughlin report. That guy, Mel McLaughlin. What is his name? What's his first name? John McLaughlin, the guitarist. He's political now, right? So the guy from Mahavishnu Orchestra is also spouts off about politics. Next up on the docket, 
Joe Zaniwal, Zwaniwal. We're going to talk about Return to Forever, Spirogyra. Let's go to Pat Buchanan to talk about early 70s Miles Davis. Yeah, uh, that guy. I hope that was a put-on. I hope that was a comedy routine, and that guy's doing a little victory dance in his living room for for putting his his little uh, comedy routine together. You can't worry about your kid being cool. Watch a junk. Watch the junk a kid wants to watch, or take it away from him. But don't worry about him being cool. I can't believe it. My kid doesn't. Uh, my 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 kid doesn't like uh, turn. Right? My kid's not. Come on, Billy. Let's da- sit down with your old dad and watch Halt and Catch Fire. The new season's on. You have to realize it's two years later. It's the early '80s now. Come on, sit down with your pop. Steve Wozniak's a consultant on this. Come on, sit down with your dad and let's let's rewatch uh, the Madman finale. Sit down with your pop. Why don't you like Madman? Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Bane in D.C. Who? Bane in D.C. Bane. Yes. Bane, like the like the monster in the Batman movies. No, D. Dane as in Great Bane or or Dane Cook. Dane, Dane Cook. Yeah, yeah you yeah. might want to go to Bane. Oh, yeah. Actually, you might actually. The, the name Dane is taking a little bit of a beating lately, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's a better comparison, Dane Cook or, or the least interesting villain from the Batman movies? Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah. What's going on tonight, Dane? Well, I was wondering if you heard, um, I, I guess this was announced a while ago, but I just saw that uh, Stephen King book about the JFK assassination time travel thing is getting adapted into a TV show. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if you heard about that, that James Franco will be playing in that. Yeah, I'll watch that. It, so, you know, I know you watched Under the Dome, and there was kind of a bait and switch where you thought it was going to be explained, but then they just strung it out. Yeah. So I was curious, what do you think they would do if they wanted to bait and switch and say... You know, he didn't save him, but he did. And then how, how would they twist it to, to, like, keep it going on and on? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure they'll wrap that up. If you got a movie star, you got to wrap it up. they got James Franco. They'll wrap that thing up. Fair enough. You can't string the dude. Look, we got Dean Norris. They'll keep that thing going. Dean you Norris Dean will Nor- be like, yeah, let's keep it going. Yeah, sure. You, you guys didn't wrap up the dome thing yet? Speaking of which, I'm going to open another Under the Dome pack of cards. I have the Season 1 trading cards here. Dudio gave me a whole box of them when the sh- when the, the best show started. And we're going to open them. Here's a card in perfect circles. It's uh, Dean Norris squaring off with his son. The fourth hand. It's a glowing hand. Here's someone touching the dome. That's the cop. Another card with that hunk. Okay, there we go. 
More under the dome cards. So exciting. Can't believe we don't do that every week. <laughs> it's a highlight. So what? Uh, so yeah, they'll they'll finish that thing. Yeah. Do you think Dean Norris could play a role? What would he play? Do I think Dean Norris could play a role in 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 uh, the JFK thing? Yeah, like sure. he could be a historical figure. Historical figure, like what? Like who? I don't know. Like you know, they there's Nixon references to other politicians and people at that time. I'm not sure if he could play one of those. Look, I don't know. You're 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 vamping now. You're running out of All steam. Right. Goodbye. Guy's trying to do whatever it took to stay on the line. That was a we were in speed territory there, where he was doing anything to keep the bus moving. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, uh, my name is Braden. I'm in Washington State. Okay, what, what's uh, what's up with this phone, buddy? It's a little what, little muffled, uh, little muffled. Can you hear? Can, can you hear it better now? A little better, a little better. Okay, sorry, I was on speaker. Okay. First, let me just say, I hope all the people listening who are down in, uh, uh, we got a lot of friends listening down in uh, in uh, Texas to the best show. I hope everybody is safe and and uh, with all the flooding that's going on. The flooding, it's, it's terrible. That flooding is, is insane, and I hope everybody's okay. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty uh, rough down. My dad's from Texas, so I've been hearing bad things about mm-hmm. what's going on down there. Mm-hmm. But so what's called, going on? Uh, because uh, I've, I've, I'm, not, I'm pretty new to your show. I've only listened... Twice. Okay. Um, but I have this friend who's like a really big fan, and he's been pushing me to listen for a, a long time because uh, he's good about doing that sort of thing. Um, okay. And one of the things he had me listen to, because uh, he knows I'm a sucker for this, this sort of thing, is one of these sound montages you did. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Jake Fogelnest on a couple months ago. I don't think so. No? Oh, no, I well, did. You're right. Jake Fogelnest was here. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and then you, you did the sound montage, it started with suicide, I guess that's a thing you do a lot, uh, Frankie Teardrop, and then halfway through, though, you switched, like, the, the baseline, like, the, the theme that was carrying the piece, uh, to, like, that opening bit from Roundabout, and I was like, that was great, I was a big fan of that. Oh, why, thank you. Yeah, so I wanted to, uh, thank you for, I don't know. It's good. You're welcome. At my at my workplace, uh, my coworkers tend to listen to a lot of Rush Limbaugh. All right, what, what's going on? Uh, here? What's going on there? You got a little. It's little... bad news. I work with old people. Mm-hmm. Well, what line of work are you in? Uh, I I make paint. You what? I make paint. You make um, paint. Like we, yeah, we manufacture paint. And where airport. where are you again? In Washington State. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, um, yeah, but, I mean, we listen to a lot of Rush Limbaugh at my work. Um, and I think the thing I'm going to start doing is uh, just getting there first. And I'm going to start playing the best show just from my phone. Good. Like past episodes. Shake and it up, we'll right? listen to that. Yeah, instead of Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. 
which is going to be great. You shock those I'm, fossils, right? You shake those word. fossils out of their uh, their overalls, right? I mean, I try to, you know. And were they you covered know, in paint? Are you, are you guys covered in paint all day? Yeah, actually, I'm spend most of my day covered in paint. What's your favorite color paint? Uh, teal. I love teal. What's your least favorite? What's the hardest one to get off? Uh, the hardest one to get off? Yeah. I mean, we we only have like one kind of paint, and like it's just different colors we put inside of it. Mm-hmm. So, so they're all equivalent. There's no. There's no. Yeah, different... they're all, and it's all. I mean, it's pretty easy to wash off, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Right. I don't mean to make it sound like I'm working my butt off over here. Yeah, well, slaving away or whatever. All right. Paint. Uh, my my friend though, who who told me about the show, has been pushing me to. He's starting a radio show of his own soon. Okay. Um, it's going to be in Rochester, New York. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. Do you have, uh, what do you tell someone when they start a show? Best of luck. That's, uh, great. He's going to love that. Well, please relay that message. You have a great night. Thanks. Oh boy. Let's liven these calls up, Mike. Mike, there's a reason that guy works with paint all day. That call was like, that, that was the equivalent of gray paint, that call. That was gray paint. Another gray paint call. Live it up. Let's get some ladies on the line. The, 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 the dudes are, 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 are getting a little flat tonight. Call up, ladies. Best show, you're on the air. That's Tom? Yes. Hey, this is Dave from DC. Dave from DC? Yes, Dave, not Dan. Okay, what's up, Dave? Uh, not much. I just wanted to know if you uh, saw the Letterman special and uh, what you thought of it. The, sp- the the special or the final episode? The final episode. Yeah, I did. I saw it. It was it was it was fine, right? Yeah, I thought it was really great. I thought I was going to get emotional watching it, but then I didn't. It was the end of the show. Oh, really? Cause we got a little emotional. Okay, I didn't. I sat there, and I was like, okay, he's leaving. He's not He's not dead. Yeah. He's just not going to get paid $35 million a year anymore for being on That's TV. True. It's a little hard to get too weepy about that. That's a good point. Um, what did you think of the Foo Fighters sort of ending montage song? It's fine. I look, think I, I was a little surprised. All the bands, that's the song that meant something to him. I thought he would have had the acoustic version, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know when Dave Grohl does that acoustic version of that song? Yeah. It's like, and now I waited there for you. Right? Yeah. Ever long. Like he's over-pronouncing every line. If yeah. everything could ever be this real forever. You know that version? He's like, if everything could ever be this good again. And you're like, do you not have a windscreen in this <laughs> thing? I'm hearing your, I'm hearing a lot of saliva. The only thing I ever ask of you, you gotta promise not to stop when I say when. A little breathy when he does it like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why they didn't do it. Look, that's I you know what I like? I like that music video for that song. That's a good yeah. Michel Gondry video. 
Yeah, that's true. What was your favorite moment of the whole thing? Um, yeah, I think I really liked the montage, probably. The the final montage? I like the final yeah. montage, too. I thought that was really cool. The only thing that got me, that touched me, was uh, the, when they showed the Bill Murray montage of all the things he's done on the show over the years. That, that I... That I, uh, impacted me. I didn't get a, a weepy, but that that actually hit me more than any of the other stuff, seeing how many times Bill Murray was on the show and how many different uh, bits he had done over the years. Yeah. My um, my uh, girlfriend never saw an episode mm-hmm. of, of the show before. Yeah. She just started bawling during the montage. All right. Well, that's weird. <laughs> she's playing catch-up, right? Yeah. In a really short span of time. Did you got to tell her? Hold up, pull it together. You got to say yeah. to her, you don't care about this show. If you cared, you had uh, 6,000 chances to watch it. <laughs> pull it together. All right, I'm going to tell her that. Yeah, you have a good night. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Dom. Hi, who's this? This is Jesse in Las Vegas. Jesse in Las Vegas. What's up, Jesse. Not much. I wanted to call it because I have a, a kind of a weird question I want to ask you. What's that? Who do you think the most racist member of the Eagles is? Hmm. That is a, either a great question or a terrible question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want to slap that on anybody. Why? Do you have an opinion on that? Um. I was originally leaning toward Don Henley because I I think I remember reading that Get Over It was his, that he wrote the lyrics to it, and it seems like somebody that would write that song would be kind of regressive racially. I, I can't I can't take that leap. I'm sorry. Look, I think those guys are terrible, but I'm not going to throw around uh, the idea that any of them are racist just because they write terrible uh, songs. Okay. Yeah, goodbye. What do people want from me here? Best show, you're on the air. Hey, how am I doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right. What do you want? Question for you. Have you seen this video floating around of Paul McCartney doing temporary secretary from two nights ago? No, I didn't. Okay, I guess this is the first time he's played the song live in like 30 years, first time he's ever played it, and so I know you're a big McCartney fan, I was just curious if you had seen it or not. I haven't seen it. I'll check it out. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, Hey, Tom. Yeah. uh, I had uh, something quick about you uh, totally calling the ending of Mad Men. What? I'm not looking to give away any super spoilers, but uh, your prediction of Mad Men totally happened. Yeah, I know, I know. Thanks for the call. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Sam in uh, Dallas, Texas calling. What's up, Sam? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm a little nervous. All right, we'll take a deep breath. Okay. What, what, what do you got? What do you want to talk about, Sam? Um, well, I initially wanted to talk about Guy Fieri, but that suddenly seems really stupid. Well, hold on so. one second. Let me just say something. Hey, Mike, hang up on any dudes. These dudes all have the same voice and the same that same uh, weird entitlement in their voice. The same, same, not this guy. This guy, Sam, seems all right. He can't oh, hear me. You. He's on hold now. He just sounds stupid. But um, 
I'm going to patch him through in a second. He'll be able to hear me. Right now, he's just hearing the bed music. But I mean, this guy sounds like a just a, a garden variety dummy. But will, but he doesn't have that arrogance. He just has that, that just that kind of brain dead quality. So he's kind of an exception, probably in the worst way. So just no more dudes. I'm gonna now I'm gonna patch Sam back through. Sam, hey, welcome back to the best show. <laughs> I feel like you're adding insult to injury here. What's going on tonight, buddy? What can, what can, uh, what can I do for you? I don't know. It's raining. I'm I'm sitting here listening to the best show. Uh, thought I would call in and and I don't know talk about the flooding. I don't know if that's okay. Well, are you terrible. are you are you experiencing flooding? Well, I I live in Austin. I'm here in Dallas for the summer for a, a job that I'm doing. Hey, hold on. I just got to mention something to Mike again. I'm going to just put you on hold a second. Okay, you're just going to hear bed music for a second. Oh, uh, all right. Perfect. Hey, Mike. Seriously, when you hear a guy like this, this is this is like uh, uh, Exhibit A for do not let on the air, a guy like this. He's boring, and he has nothing to talk about, and he's <laughs> trying to now, he's now trying to like shield himself in the flooding as a last attempt at, at uh, which is to me uh, gruesome, actually, that he would do that just so he could stay on the air a little longer. Because he knows I couldn't yell at him for that. So, just really, when you hear a guy like this, Mike, there's like about a hundred, this should be like a case study. This is like, this guy is like, uh, uh, should be under glass for what we are studying here in terms of people not to let through, okay? I'm going to bring him back up again now. Let me just, Sam? Yeah, this, this Welcome is, back. Well, so what's going on with the flooding, buddy? I, I don't know. I, it, <laughs> what do you want me to say? What do I want you to say? Yeah. I, I sort of feel like you're kicking me while I'm down. Wait, how are you exactly down? Well, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 watching people on the news in my home state. Mm-hmm. You know, missing families and people's cars yeah, okay well so we all are down the it's, street look it's terrible for everybody i'm These not my brethren okay and they're they're my brethren too but less so you're a creep goodbye what a less so go help them then get get down there and help them get in your car drive down and start volunteering what a what a worm that's worm that's straight up worm stuff Oh, that's skin crawling. Cloaked himself in the, in uh, in uh, tragedy to try to try to just uh, to stay on the air longer. The phone number 201-332-3484. Mike's going to clamp down now. No more dummies. Is this good, Mike? Best show you're on the air. Hi, it's Sarah in Jersey City, New Jersey. Sarah in Jersey City, New Jersey. How are you tonight, Sarah? I'm Doing fantastic. You're doing fantastic. What's going on? Uh, first of all, I have to say, every ex-boyfriend I have in all of the USA right now is freaking out because I'm on the best show. They've all been telling me to call in. They said I have to talk to you, so I'm really excited to be talking to you. Well, good. Welcome to the show. Um, One of these so guys is worse than the next, too, right? 
You and you, you and you, you talked to at least two or three of them tonight, probably, right? No, not tonight. But uh, Mike and Mike and Scranton, mm-hmm. you you might remember him. He and I have uh, I lived with him for a little while. <laughs> Look, these guys are all the same. Hey, Tom, yeah. I just want to. <laughs> Hey Tom, this is bark 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 bark. <laughs> That's how every call goes when they're going south. Well, hopefully it doesn't go the same for us. No, we're going. We're we're flying high now. <laughs> so what I called about tonight was uh, just a bad choice that I made recently. Okay. Um, which is I chose to book an Airbnb room in Union City, New Jersey. Oh. And- and that's just one of those things that, you know, at the time when I was doing it, I'm not sure. It was like, we're going out to see a show mm-hmm. in New York, and I thought it would be fun to find a cool and interesting place to mm-hmm. stay. And there was this place in Union City, New Jersey, that really kind of presented itself as, like, interesting. It had all kinds of interesting art. It was an artist loft, and we showed up, and it was basically just, a drug den is what it turned out to be. It was really like, I can't even explain the difference between what happened. So I ended up uh, taking a car, a taxi back at one o'clock in the morning because we didn't even feel safe staying there. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah. I understand that you maybe, maybe you know a little bit about well, well, can I ask New Sarah, Jersey. Sarah, Sarah yeah. can I ask you about, I've never uh, done Airbnb, right? Yeah. I think it might have something to do with the, my dislike of others. Does that probably factor in at some on some level? Well, I mean, I think... God help me if I go into someone's house. Ha- like, first of all, I could not imagine letting somebody... Uh, yeah, just stay at my place. Did these people not have anything that they don't want walking away? You know what I mean? Like, how can you keep track of everything? Now I'm supposed to realize that some some worm boosted uh, two of my Volcano Suns albums. I'm not going to realize that as soon as uh, as soon as they uh, leave. Right, but I think the culture of Airbnb is different in New York because people in New York, you know, because of the rent and all, they have maybe they have an extra room. You know, Airbnb is a bigger thing in New York, and I just kind of assumed that. The outer lying areas in New Jersey would be Wait, would so there's no, similar. I forgot. There's no crime in New York, right? <laughs> Nobody takes anything that doesn't belong to them in New York. <laughs> How do you let anyone into your house and be like, and then you're just like, oh, wait, that book is gone. Right? How? Well, I... Do you just not you worry know, about that stuff? I've seen a very nice bed and breakfast. So bed and breakfast is basically the same thing, except it's a little bit more formalized. Yeah, but I that, mean, a that, lot of times... Yeah, but bed and breakfast, what, are you going to steal a doily at a bed and breakfast? Right? <laughs> There's nothing nice there. You're going to steal a... a, 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 a you're going to end up stealing like a... Like a Dick Francis novel, right? You're going to steal, you're gonna steal a horse a, racing... A figurine, well, right. Yeah, Hummel, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got over. I stayed at that bed and breakfast. I stole a, a, an uncomfortable pillow, a uh, a doily, a Dick Francis novel, and uh, a VHS copy of On Golden Pond. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, I got a yeah, exactly. 
Thank you. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you got what if sure. you have good stuff? What if you have good stuff in your house? Well, I, I'm assuming you don't take the people and let them stay in the room with all the good stuff. Yeah, but what, are you it's supposed to move? A, what, you only, you only have your good stuff in one area of the house? I got good stuff everywhere. You do? Oh, well, yeah, we're yeah. a little different. I keep my good stuff close to me, but I think I probably have less good stuff. Oh, I got, more, I got good stuff for miles, Sarah. I got good stuff. I got more good stuff than I know what to do with. Yeah, but you probably don't even let people, like, if they come over to your house, you don't let them put the record on. You you make them tell they you They can what put the of... record on. If I let oh, them in, do? they can put it on. If you not... let them in, that's the yeah. rule? Yeah, it does not let some stranger in. Yeah, but I... what if it's one of your wife's friends and you don't know how they're going to treat the record? You would still let them put it on? Yeah, yeah, I would. Because what do you think? My wife's running with a different crew than I am? I don't what do you know. think, a motorcycle like... gang showing up? Sons of Anarchy is showing up. She brings them over. You don't, you don't feel like certain people are less tender with records than other people. Oh, I know. I know certain people are, but I, that anybody that comes in and wants anybody who would come into my house who's like, I'm going to touch the record, can touch the record. They're not going to be like, let me put that on and go. <laughs> Do they ask you first, or they're also allowed to just grab them? If they wanted to grab them, I'd let them grab it. But, but people have respect with that stuff. I don't know what kind of people you call friends. I got good people in my life. Yeah, well, my friends, as we've already discussed, are people who call into the show. So. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> er, er, Herb in Syracuse, or whoever you said that guy Mike was. Mike Scranton. He's, Mike the guy, and... he's, he's kind of obsessed with the Beatles. Um, oh, he's the one. He, yeah. Who's his favorite Beatle? I would say Paul McCartney. Okay. I think it used to be John Lennon, but I think he switched to Paul McCartney. Yeah, okay. But maybe he's getting to be a little bit more soft in his old age. He might have even switched to George. I don't know. Yeah. He'll probably freak out when he hears that. That's all right. Look, let him freak out, right? Let him freak out. <laughs> that bum, right? A no good bum. Well, he's getting better. Yeah, he he's used a to bum. Be a lot, a lot more no good now. Yeah. He's just yeah, that's why you threw him out, right? I left, but yeah, basically, same difference. Yeah, because he's a no good bum. <laughs> what else is going on? So, you, no more Airbnbs in Union City. I agree with no, you. No, I just moved to Jersey City, so okay. I know you're probably familiar with the area. You have any uh, good tips about it? About what? You don't need an Airbnb. No, no. I mean, just like places to go, things to do, something nice. Didn't you come here a lot? Yeah, go to the uh, the Brownstone Diner. Where they have pancakes there. Oh, great! I love pancakes. Yeah, this is this diner in Jersey City where they're just like world's greatest pancakes, and then you have them, and you're just like, yeah, these are very good pancakes. But you know what? It's not hard to make very good pancakes. Not hard. Yeah, and nobody even cares about pancakes anymore because people are all gluten-free. Exactly. Pancakes are not what they used to be. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. The pancake the pancake market is taking it on the on the chin, right? For sure. If you yeah. if you have stock, if you have like what is it? What is pancakes on the on the stock? PNK? What is it? <laughs> right? PNK Bisquick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you have, if I have stock in Bisquick, I'm losing my shirt right now. Right? Yeah, unless I don't know what they make pancakes. Have you had a pancake made made with rice flour? 
I think I have. I mean, it must be like completely flat. It's probably almost just yeah, a crepe. Yeah, then I did. Then I did. I've had crepes. I've never had a pancake made with rice flour. I wouldn't know. I eat gluten all the time. Yeah, you're gl- you're you're pro gluten. Very. I mean, do you think gluten? Have you tried being gluten free? No, I haven't. No, you've never been tempted by other people who swear because everyone I talked to was like, "Stop eating gluten." Everything that hurts you will stop hurting. You won't sneeze. But nothing hurts me, sick. though. Nothing hurts me. No, you feel great. I do. Wow. You know, You know why I don't feel good is generally because I end up sleeping two and a half hours a night. I would attribute me not feeling well to that more than I would gluten. Right. Of course. But other than well. that, boom, nothing can hurt me. Right? Feeling great. Yeah. Even with the pancakes. Feeling the pancakes groovy. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll go get some pancakes tonight. Maybe me and Michael go get pancakes tonight. In what? Jersey City. Come yeah. to Jersey City. Maybe we'll, we'll maybe we will. Maybe we'll come is to it, Jersey City and go on a pancake tour. Well, is it going to be open that late? I feel like it might be closed. I don't know. There's some dump. There's got to be some dump serving pancakes. Well, we'll be here. And he, right. if you show up, w- let us know. We're ready for pancakes. What, what, what? Let you know. What are you on the... What, it's, it's Jersey City's not a house. It's a pretty big well, place. You're, but you're also broadcasting on a radio show. So you could just say, on our way, you know, everybody will... You want to know what, Sarah? Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I like you, Sarah. Thanks a lot. You need to call more. I'll call a lot. Well, let's not push it. I said more, not a lot. Well, I don't want you to. Person, I'm not so, looking for. You know, I'm not looking for another avalanche, Bob. Oh no, no, no! I'm a busy person, so it won't be all the. Oh well, excuse me. <laughs> we'll talk about that more some other time. Yes, we will. Thank you for okay. the call, sir. You have a great thanks, night. Thanks for talking to me. Good all night. Right, bye. Best show you're on the air. Oh, good night, Tom. How are you? Oh, good to see Mike uh, held to the no dudes thing. I know this guy. This is pay dirt. In Tasmania. No, uh, no. It's not, this is Angus. No, it's, no, it's Mr. X from Australia. Mr. X from Australia. Where in Australia are you, sir? Uh, not about three hours drive out of Sydney. Are you at uh, Uluru right now? Oh, no, that's days away. What if I set up a uh, what if I set up a, a tent right smack dab in the middle of of Australia? What would happen to me? How much water did you bring? I'd get eaten by some animal, right? Like some crazed animal would eat me. That like some like uh, like half kangaroo, half uh, 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 something else would eat me, right? Something, or maybe probably more likely you'd be foraging for something and get. Bitten by a poisonous snake or spider or scorpion. We need to tank. What about this? The the people of Earth launch a $100 billion plan to tame the middle of Australia, right? We're just going to beat it, right? Yeah. Which way should we beat the... Well, if we're going to have to beat those creepy animals into the ocean, which, which which direction should we go? Should we beat them all into that that uh, opera house you have? What's the opera house? 
It's just Sydney Opera House. What if we beat all the creepy animals into the Sydney Opera House, right? Yeah, that'd be cool. I've only been there once. I didn't. It wasn't that great. Yeah. So what's going on, Mr. X? Uh, I had a confession. Um, I don't know whether you're taking them yet. I am. It's Bowling Alley Confessions, sir. I am going to welcome you to the bowling. Do you have bowling alleys down there? Do you know the game of bowling? Oh, yes. I've, I've bowled many times. Many times. You don't have that weird candle pin. Like in, in New England, yeah. they have this thing called candle pin bowling. Never heard of that one. Where they no. bowl with like tiny bowling balls and tiny bowling pins. So weird. It's weird. Yes, we we just have the regular size ones. Okay. So, Mr. X, you are now in the bowling alley. Bowling alley confessions has now begun. Okay. Uh, years ago, when I was a very young man, uh, I, I've worked in the pet industry on and off all my life, and I was working in the pet industry then. And an attractive lady, a young lady, came in the shop and said she'd just moved to town and the, her flat was lifeless and she couldn't have a dog or a cat, but she wanted a pet. So I eventually sold her on a, a nice big cage and a couple of finches. Uh, you know, they're not too noisy and they're a bit of life in the house. And, and that was fine and she went away very happy and I thought, oh, gosh, she was nice, just moved to town. Nice lady. Didn't think anything of it for about three weeks later. I'm out at the pub doing what young men do, drinking and having a bit of a dance. Yeah, you're out on the tiles, and, uh, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, not too bad dancer. Not too good either. Anyway, uh, there she is. So I thought, well, I've got an in. I've got a ready-made in. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, hi, how you going? How's the finches going? You know, do, do you want a beverage of your choice? And anyway, many, many beverages later, we decided to go back to... Her place for mm. beverages. Anyway, it was you know I caught the last you know I missed the last train home so to speak. Uh, so I, I, I stayed stayed the night and got up early in the morning to go to work. I think it was a school day the next day or work day school day. You know what I mean? Uh, so I got up and I was terribly hungover and I thought, look, just before I walk home, it wasn't too far, only a few blocks. I'll just grab a glass of just grab a glass of water. So we went into the the kitchen area and I saw, spotted the little the, the cage of finches. And I thought, oh, God, yeah, I forgot all about the finches. I'll, get, I'll just check them out while I have my water. Oh. But my horror was I looked at the feed dish and there was these two little dead starved finches just with their limp heads just hanging over the what she'd done is she'd, I'd, I'd set her up with, you know, food and, you know, perches and all that sort of thing and the birds, but she was too lazy having a good time out at the pubs to ever buy any more seed, so she just let them starve to death. It's terrible. I know, it's horrible. It's like a, like a, like a, you know, just like having one of those things where you're closing, like, da dun 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 you know, like a movie horror <laughs> movie. Did you run? But the confession is... I got the hell out of there, but the confession is that I, I, I did see her one more time after that. Yeah. So who's you look the past it. monster? You look past it. Me. <laughs> Me or her. Your base nature made you look past it. 
You couldn't help yourself, it's only could once. you? It was just once, and I was only 20, I think, at the time. Oh, look. But I still feel horrible, obviously. Yeah. I remembered it all these years. That's gross. An animal tour. You let you let you let the 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 uh, the, the 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 carnal your carnal instincts overruled. Yeah, an, an animal an animal uh, torturer. She was a goth, and I don't know. I had a goth thing happening. I don't. That's it's all excuses, though, isn't it? There's no all excuses. She was a goth. How many times have we heard that excuse? From an Australian guy. She was a goth, and I was into that scene at that time. I was trying. All right. Well, really pull off the goth. Thank you for the... Look, I don't judge. I'm not judging you. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Tom. Good night. We're at the bowling alley now. In the background, you can hear the sounds. Of the bowling alley. I think AP Mike is over at the snack bar. He's ordering a grilled cheese sandwich. And weird crinkle fries. With ketchup that's strangely strong. Hunt's. Like Hunt's ketchup. It's the only place anybody on earth uses Hunt's ketchup. Bowling alley. You putting Hunt's ketchup on those fries, Mike? What else you got there? He's got a grilled cheese sandwich. He's got some crinkle fries. He's holding that in one hand, and he's also holding his... He's... Oh, he's putting the fries in... He's eating the fries out of a bowling shoes. Oh, Mike. I tell you, this guy. Just when you think you've seen it all. Now he's eating French fr- crinkle fries out of. He's got uh, ke- he's got Hunt's ketchup in one bowling shoe. And he's dipping it into the other one. He's got the fries in one bowling shoe and the Hunt's ketchup in the other. This guy, man, I tell you. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Don't say because uh, it's it's don't say. It's bowling alley confessions. You don't say All who right. you are or where you're from. Okay, but I don't really have a confession, but I stopped by to briefly encourage you to continue the Replace Harry campaign because you wouldn't be being a scab because he walked away, right? He eh, he's still he's circling the job. He's circling it still until he's out. Well, if he... Yeah. I'm not... Because that guy pretty... creates, it creates false leverage. Right. Look, this is all I'll say. How much do those guys get paid an episode? Like a million dollars an episode or something? They, they get paid six figures an episode. Look, if people hear me do all those voices, give me a job on, on another cartoon. I'll do a thing on another cartoon. I do uh, Steven Universe. It's one of the joys of my life. I do a voice on this uh, uh, this cartoon Steven Universe. It's it's a, it's it's, a, it's magic. That they asked me to do that. The voices you did last week were great, and on on the fly like that, it was really impressive. Yeah, so look, what what show's going now? Alan Gregory, hire me for Alan Gregory. What is that in season three now? Alan Gregory, get me on that. What's what? The cartoon that you do the voice on is that Cartoon Net, Adult Swim. What Cartoon is that Network. Cartoon Network. Yes. 
All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, Steven Universe, check it out. Yeah, no, I I, I ain't selling out a uh, Harry Shearer. Sure, d- 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 by all accounts, is he is he uh, a top shelf load? Yeah, that's what I hear. I hear he's he's the uh, he's like an unclogged toilet. He's a clogged toilet. Sorry. Or an unclogged. Look, any toilet is bad to be. It's not like hey, you called me a un a clogged toilet. I'm an unclogged toilet. It's like no, any toilet is not a. That's not a positive comparison. Speaking of clogged toilets, tonight Half Hour Power will be happening. The best show post-show. 30 minutes of unscreened rapid-fire calls. AP Mike will be in there. Dudio will be there. Uh, Pat Byrne will be there. Hey, Mike. Why don't you take... What do you think about taking the reins for half of the half hour? Now? Maybe? Maybe we'll split it up. Half is me, half is you. We'll see. Best show, you're on the air. Yeah, Tom. Hi. Welcome to the bowling alley. Bowling alley confessions. Yeah, I wanted to confess uh, about the, the that old sound sound of a record being pulled off. You yeah. don't know that anymore? I know that sound. <laughs> what is that sound? Best show, you're on the air. Great great call, buddy. Hi, Tom. Hi. Welcome to the bowling alley. Bowling alley Thanks. confessions are underway. Keep yourself anonymous. Yeah, I won't don't say my name. Don't worry. What's your confession? So, uh, my friend, Eve signed in on my phone to check his email and forgot to sign out. Yeah. And I did scroll through and read some of the subject lines. And uh, I've been feeling pretty bad about it since. And then I signed out that I didn't open anything up. But you saw the subject lines. Oh, yeah. And you feel gross, I don't you? Girlfriends. Yeah, I feel super gross. And then after that, I, I kind of got nervous and I got out of it. Your friend doesn't know, though, does he? No, he did not. And he doesn't listen to the show, so he won't find out. Yeah, that's that's pretty shameful. What should I do to, like, atone for it? You should just like buy it. With that, look, if you don't want to confess it to your friend, you go to your friend, you buy uh, buy him something nice. Okay, I think I can do that. I feel better. And then you'll, you, just leave, you just don't do that again. That's creepy. I know. It's super creepy. I, I, but I feel like I need to say it to make you, you feel better. You need to say it to him that you did it? No, I need to say it to someone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. It's you in the bowling alley. So you said it in the bowling alley. Yeah. You but value uh, this friend. Yeah, he's like my best friend. So he would not take it uh, kindly if he found out you did this. Yeah, and he's like super private and reserved in general. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, yeah, it's not good. So be extra nice to him. Okay, I'm going to think of you when I am. And Thanks don't do that again. That's creepy. It's Snoop. That's I, Snoop behavior. I know it's creep behavior. Yeah. It's like it's like the digital equivalent what did of like you, binoculars. Yeah. What do you think you're going to find out? I don't know. It just it was there. It's creep. Like it's not. That's creep stuff, man. 
What other creeps? Are you, you, I'm telling you, where there's smoke, there's fire. I hear a guy like you say this. There's no way you're not doing some other creep creep stuff, right? I got a, I got another creep one for you. I had a guy on last week was a peeper. Oh. Uh, you ever do that? You I ever peep? You ever stare in windows? No, I've I've never peeped. I've never done no? that. This is like just I'm trying to get at, get out of my system now. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, well, what's again. your other What's your other thing? Do you know uh, the app Periscope? I've heard of it. I don't know exactly what it is. Well, I watched your friend Jake Fogelnest at a Memorial Day party for a good hour on it. But he was voluntary. He did he, he know Did he know he was on it? Yeah, that's the point. He's like showing, walking around. I think that's shameful for another reason, just because it shows well, look, I have that was, a little to do with my time. Wait, what was Jake? Jake was showing himself walking around a party? Yeah, is that Come on, Memorial Jake. Day BBQ? All right, it's look. shameful for both of us. Now that no one wins on that one. Yeah, no one wins. Why don't you go? You need you need to go. Go build a barn or something for charity. You got some. You got yeah. too much free time. Yeah, it's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do some push-ups or something. Self improvement. And look, with Jake, what Jake was. So what was he saying? Watch me eat a eat a, a cheeseburger at this uh, barbecue. No, it was just trying to be famous in Hollywood, showing off his Hollywood friends in the right. house. Well, yeah, was there anybody good there? Was there anybody good? Uh, Allie Kohler was there. She drums for, like, a bunch of cool bands. That was cool. <laughs> but, like, whatever. That's just for me. <laughs> no, that, 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 this is one that nobody wins. This is one we all lose. <laughs> it's like Alien yeah. versus Predator. Who loses or, Earth? Yeah. Oh, I lost. I think that's true. Goodbye. I'm going to go do something good yes. at my time. Best show, you're on the air. Welcome to the bowling alley. Hi, Tom. Hi. You're uh, in the bowling alley. I am in the bowling alley. It's uh, it's echoey in here. What you are you um, going over to the pro shop? Are you gonna get check things out in the pro shop? Maybe get some of that powder. Absolutely. That people use the bowling alley to what's that? Improve the grip on the bowling ball. What? Are you are you asking me what the powder? Does? I'm not sure. I don't I don't know either. You're the you're the. I mean, do you run the bowling alley if you're doing the bowling no. alley confessions, or are I you don't. Just, you're just you're just here in the bowling alley taking? I'm just in this bowling alley. I'm just we're just hanging out in the bowling alley. I don't That's own the a, bowling alley. No. So no, what? What's just, your what's your bowling alley confession? My bowling alley confession is that today I decided that I'm going to quit my job. Yeah. And then I just didn't do anything at my job for the rest of the day, and I'm probably not going to do anything at my job like until I leave. And when when like, will you when will you give notice that you're quitting? I'm not really sure. I haven't decided that part yet. Is it a good job? It's a it's a job that I am. Uh, it's perfectly fine. But it's not for me, and I feel like someone else would probably do better. Sure. So, it, so it's a job that belongs to somebody else in a in a uh, karmic sense. Exactly. And so I feel like I should give it back. So you're just going to take this place for a ride, though, in the meantime, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Have they been bad to you at all, or are you just? No, they've been great to me. I'm just a terrible person. Man, eh, you're look. You're not a terrible person. But move things along here. This is, it's not good for anybody. I know, I know. 
Um, and I'm and I'm going to. I will. I the, the, the people out there who need jobs, it's it's ridiculous. And yeah. here you are sitting on this job you don't even want. Yep, it's true. Look, look, you said I wasn't a monster just now, but it seems like you're turning around. No, you're not a monster. <laughs> you're just you just got to you just gotta, you pull the trigger on this thing. Don't don't uh don't 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 tie it up for for that long. Yep. I'm not going to. I don't think. Give your notice. Move on. Get your cake. Get your cardboard yep. box. Get out of there. That's that's me. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Right after right after I bowl, I guess. You're going to bowl? A little bit. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. You have a good night. You too. Bye. Hey, Mike. Do you listen to audiobooks ever? Not really. I've been listening to a couple lately. Like when I drive, I listen to them. And what it comes down to with some of them are the people they get to read them. is ridiculous. Listen to the guy who reads the... Uh, listen to the guy who reads the Leonard Skinnerd one. This guy's like doing a... It's like a fourth-rate George W. Bush. Listen to this guy. It was jarring, unnerving, even shocking, and portended something awful. Though one could also have seen it as symbolic of the three-guitar Skinner attack that the astute rock critic Grill Marcus had once described as striking fire and, draw and drawing blood. Listen to that. I don't know, but he, he's taking it way too seriously. It's like, you've heard Leonard Skinner, right? This guy's like, he gets so mad during it. A guy who seemed to know everyone in his orbit, but wanted to kick all of their asses, was surely going to be an advantage. Oh, this guy. Getting nowhere was a dead-end street shared by many acts. For Ronnie, the thought of Lacey telling him, I told you so, was depressing enough. But having to keep working irregularly at menial jobs magnified the indignity. This guy's like, they didn't have to hire a guy from the South to do that. Like, we could have all hung with the thing without this guy doing this, like, you got to realize Leonard Skinner were, like the critic Grill Marcus said, their three-guitar attack was spitting fire. It's like... Like an evil version of the guy from the Dukes of Hazard. What are those Duke boys doing back in the shed? Like, like the, the Dukes of Hazard crossed with Saw. Like creep. Weird creep. <laughs> creep voice. No, I'll, I listen to all of it. Yeah, I, I, I listen to this guy doing this. Cause look, I only read the great, I only hear these great, these great works of art, Mike. Like here's something from, listen to the guy who reads this book about the Fillmore East and West. Listen to this guy. John said more than likely. Chicago said they'll try and get out of something. Then the sensitive question of Marquis Billing had come up. And he was very blasé, said Graham. That, of course, it'll be S. Urock. Very large, and in very small letters below, it would say, 
in association with Bill Graham. Oh, this guy sounds like he's doing an Imodium AD commercial. He's talking about the Fillmore. Are you tired of having diarrhea? I'm stuck at the uh, Fillmore East. What happens if you're at the Fillmore East and Bill Graham has diarrhea? And the Marquee Billing said, Oh, that these guys with this voice. And then there was, the, you know, the comedian Todd Glass? Here's his audio book. Todd, look, I think Todd Glass is one of the funniest guys going. He is super funny, but he did not read his own book. It's like, what, what was he? It's somewhere else to be. You, like, you know the voice of Todd Glass. You've heard it a million times. And then you go to listen to his life story, and it sounds like this. That was the last time she ever made dinner for me, or helped me with my studies, and I failed fifth grade, all because I couldn't keep my fucking mouth... Oh, there we go. Had to happen. Sorry. No, it's actually, unfortunately, it's like the eighth time, but... I tell you, I get to write a book, man. They let me write a book someday. I'll read that audio book up, down, every which way. I'm going to boot me out. I tell you. Wait, 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 what's the guy got? Was guy with the movies? Couldn't have time to read his audio book? Spike didn't call, did he? No, of course not. audiobooks they're maddening that Leonard Skinner one that guy felt like I was being threatened the whole time listening to it best show you're on the air and you're in the bowling alley fabulous Padre Uh, bless me for I've screwed up alright don't give your name don't say where you're from Keep it clean. Well, well, what it. what happened? What happened? I, I'm not certain if this is a rite of passage or if it's just one of them things that happened or if it was because I provoked someone, but I have been blocked on Twitter. By who? Well, it was a, a band I was following. A band blocked you on Twitter. Yes. Can you say the band? I can, but I don't know if that would help the story. What band? Alphaville? Hold on. You got blocked by the band Alphaville. Yeah. What on earth were you saying to to the band Alphaville to where they had to block you? That's the thing. I don't really know. I mean, I really wish I had something for you. I mean, I really wish. Did you I did. did you say something mean about Alphaville? 
No, no, I happen to actually enjoy them. I, prior to this, why would I not be hanging out in there if I was not mm-hmm. a fan of theirs? Alphaville. Forever young, I want to Correct. be forever young, right? Do you really want to live forever? Not forever. Not. What is their their account? Is is it on Twitter? Is it just they had that song? I'm big in Japan, right? Didn't they that have that song? One, yes, as well. Yes, they did. Actually, um, this is a Twitter. I this is the thing. Maybe I know too much, but it is in fact a Twitter account that was set up by their record company and was being. None of these people do anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so the record company, which is a rather large corporation that we're all familiar with, mm-hmm. um, who have uh, ruined a network uh, as well, um, they were running this thing, and and I was in uh, contact with the gentleman who was running it, he was a very, very nice guy, very knowledgeable, and I know people in the music industry, as does he, and uh, we were friends for a number of months, but uh, he I, he told me he quit night before last, and the gentleman who took his place just blocked me immediately. Was it was that like a t- uh, marking his territory kind of thing? I'm, I'm guessing that might have been had something to do with it. Do you know anyone in Alphaville? Do you know the members of Alphaville? Personally? Yeah. No. But you're a They're super German. fan. You're a super fan. Well, I guess I must be. I don't know. They're never coming back here. Closest they got to uh, this part of the country was Utah in 1999. Really? So they're not coming back here. Unless we uh, get them uh, uh, trending on Twitter. Well, you know, that's uh, if it would help. What if we got Alphaville to play like like the Newport Jazz Festival, right? Right. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be swell. I mean, that would be... Yeah, that would be exactly what they need right now, but it ain't going to happen. What's a good Alphaville song other than Forever Young and Big in Japan? Um, oh, boy. Four million. Four million. Four a million. Four a million. Okay. That's the name of it. It's, it's wonderful. All right. I'm, I'm going to check it out later. It's uh, multi... Uh, multi-rhythmic and it's just it's very baroque and beautiful and all right. uh, it's all the stuff is very full of beautiful poetry and look, I am a fan and okay. um, someone has made that very difficult for me for some reason. Well, look, if the members of Alphaville aren't even on Twitter, then it's not a big, it's not the end of the world. You still nope, have the music. No you still have the music, right? That's true. That's true. You can still it's, listen it's kinda... to. Forever young, I want to be forever young. I love you singing too. And then they also have that song. The sun only shines on TV, uh, right? I, no, I think. Yeah. I think you uh, have segued into Norway. I think you are. 
Yeah. No, Wait, who was that? Um, Aha. Wait, that was Aha? Aha. Aha, do the sun only shines on TV. That's correct. Which band does? Take on me. Right? You got them all down to... Uh, this one in the... Take same. me on. Right? I'll be gone. Right? And I'm on old... Yeah. Yeah. You think that guy ever got bit by a dog singing that song? Right? What if they performed, what if AHA performed a concert at a dog pound? Do you think that would, like, provoke all the dogs when they do take on me? That's right, man. All the Norwegian wolfhounds just... (laughs) The Norwegian wolfhounds go crazy when AHA... Hey, you're going to see the new concert film, AHA, live at the Norwegian dog pound? But look, you hate AHA, and you love Alphaville. I I don't don't hate AHA. But you're you're not anti-AHA, but you're just more pro-Alphaville. I would say that uh, Alphaville, to me, is is more for adults. Mm -hmm. AHA always impressed me as kind of for teens. Like children's music. Yeah, like right? a haircut band. You yeah. Know, real simple stuff for simple... Simple minds, right? More adult. Uh, Speaking of simple minds, you like that band? You like s- Simple Minds? Oh, uh, let's see. You like that band? Mm, uh, yeah, I, I, I did. I did. I guess I liked some of them. I didn't like Jim Care very much. He seemed... Real Remember that one song they had? Promised you a miracle. Remember that one? I do. That was a good song. It was. You see, that was like that, some of that early stuff, like 81, 82, 83, 84. Uh, the Golden, whatever that was. Uh, New Gold Dream. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff was good, but then you go from the Breakfast Club forward and it sounds a little tired. Sure. What about uh, Spandau Ballet? You like them? Yeah. You do? Yeah. What's your favorite yeah. song by them? Um, Gold? I guess Chant Number One. Chant Number One. How's that one go again? I don't need this pressure on. That's right. That's kind of like a, a big on. dance number. Gets everybody going. I don't need this pressure on. Yeah. And um, what about uh, the song uh, Gold, right? Gold. Oh. Right. Always yeah. the told. That guy looked like uh, John Ham, kind of. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, you got that John Ham thing. He kind of invented the John Ham look. The brothers, the 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 Headley brothers. No, not the head. The 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 the, 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 the cur- No, no. What is it again? It's the the two brothers. Remember them? Right. Yeah. All I can think is Doug and Dinsdale. I bought a ticket to the world. But now I've come back again. Remember him when he came back again? I remember when he came back again. Yeah. He came back with, uh, what was that guy? What were the brothers' names again? Daggett. They were in... They were in that movie where they played the craze. Remember that? 
Oh, the Kemp brothers. The Kemp Jeremy brothers. And, uh, yes. Gary Kemp. Jeremy and Martin. <clears throat> yeah. And what about Depeche Mode? You hate them, though, right? No. You don't? No. What's your favorite Depeche Mode song? Uh, enjoy the silence. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Right, that one? Like life. Remember that song? Mm, bonk, no. bonk, bonk, bing, bonk. Master it. Bonk, bonk, master bonk, master bing, bonk. Seven. Yeah. That's not that older. Actually, I like the one, uh, Never Let Me Down. The one, uh. You like the late stuff. Well, it was a good mix. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Right? Like life. Like life. You the old Vince Clark stuff. All the. How about Frankie Goes to Hollywood? You like them? Uh, they they kind of left me cold. What? Well, that was some kind of party. I don't know. I was late to that party. And you never heard? Uh, you ever hear their cover of uh, Born to Run? I think I did. They did a version of Born to Run. It's great. Yeah? It's seriously great. You like the good stuff, Mystery Caller. I salute you. Why, thank you. And how about the Pet Shop Boys? Do you like them? Actually, yeah. Um, some of those cl- the collaboration they did with, uh, with Dusty, Dusty Springfield. Springfield, right? Yeah. How about that one song when he's like, "When I look back upon my life," remember that? It's always yeah. with a sense of shame. I've always been the one to blame. That guy, he was a good dude. Yeah. Tenant. That's the guy, the guy who was Doctor Who took his name. Wait, the guy from Pet Shop Boys was Doctor Who? No. No, the... No. That'd be awesome. That's what I would do if I was running the Doctor Who franchise. You have both... Suddenly, the next Doctor, it's the Pet Shop Boys. He's like split in Why half. Not? Has there ever been a Doctor Who split in half? Dudio loves I, Doctor Who, and I yeah. refuse to talk about it with him. And he's always, like, mentioning to me, like, hey, what about the dot, like, and he always wears a scarf, like, uh, like the one guy. Remember that one guy wore the scarf, that one doctor? Baker. Yeah. yeah Tom Baker. Right. He's, he has a dudio, has a scarf like that. I refuse to talk about it. The- but what if all of a sudden out of the TARDIS came Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe, right? Was that who the Pet Shop Boys were, Right. Exactly, and that that would would be Major Camp, and it would sell. That would be the greatest Doctor Who. Then I would be into Doctor Who. If suddenly they came out of the TARDIS, and they were just like, and they were just like, I could leave you if I tried. I could love you, say goodbye, and I could. And left to my own devices, I probably would. That'd be the best Doctor Who ever. I'm pitching that. How do we get that going? Sold. It's sold. I might recommend you stay off Twitter. Right? Got Andy Zaks is saying he wants Soft Cell to be the, uh, he wants them. Remember that one creep, the not not Mark Almond? Remember the other guy's mustache, Howard Ball? In, uh, oh, yeah. That guy that with that thin Bud Abbott mustache? Yeah. Oh, those guys seem like creeps. No, we were man. listening to, uh, what was it? They uh, seemed like great. That seemed like top shelf preverts, those two dudes in uh, Soft Cell. Uh, Remember that song? Sex Dwarf? Remember that song, Sex Dwarf? Yeah. Yeah, that's troubling stuff. They had that one album, 
where there's like, I'm going down on the subway. Remember that? Actually, I don't think I had that what? rotation. You got to check that out. You like the good stuff, Mystery Caller. I like you. Thank you, sir. You have a great night. I feel unburdened, and I thank you. Good. Forget this bum who banned you from the Alphaville Twitter. Don't worry about it. You can move on. Onward and upward. Right? Thank you, sir. You've you been take a care. lot of help. Okay, good night. I will. Bye. I tell you, we got to figure this thing out to get the two pet shop boys to replace uh, the guy from Doctor, the current Doctor Who, who everybody says it's a flop, that this guy's the doctor. He was the guy, um, <clears throat> Malcolm Tucker. Nobody likes him. It would revive the whole Doctor Who franchise if all of a sudden he's like, I got to turn into Doctor and I got to go back in the TARDIS. Right? And he goes back in. And then all of a sudden, Neil Tennant comes out. That'd be the coolest thing ever. It's like, I've got the brains, you've got the looks. Let's make lots of money. And they're fighting. Right? I'm telling you, man. We gotta, we gotta make that happen. We gotta fix the Doctor Who franchise. A lot of good Doctor Who's we could do. I'm telling you. We'll fix it. We'll fix, don't worry, England. Tom's on his way. I'll fix the Doctor Who franchise. We'll straight, we'll write the ship. Or if all of Frankie Goes to Hollywood came out as Doctor Who, and we got like a shirt that they all wear, like a, like one of those like five-person shirts, and all their heads are sticking out. Nasher, Holly Johnson, Paul Rutherford. No, Paul Rutherford. Yeah, which was the guy from... Uh, Oh yeah, oh yeah, that guy. We'll get them in. Yeah, Marky Smith would be a good Doctor Who. Maybe that's a topic we should do some week. Replace who should be the next Doctor Who. Who should be the final Doctor Who? Who like would end the franchise? Matt Berry would be a good Doctor Who. Well, I do like him just coming out. As Doctor Who would be pretty amazing. Right, Mike? Mike doesn't know what he's talking. Mike goes, yeah. Yeah. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. We're coming for you, England. The best show will fix Doctor Who. In the meantime, let's go back to the bowling alley. Best show, you're on the air. Welcome to the bowling alley. Good, I brought my soft pretzel and liquid cheese. Good move, good move. Do you think Ringo Starr would be a good Doctor Who? I don't think so. No. I think there's one Doctor who kind of looked like Rowan Atkinson, and I think it would have been better if it was just Rowan Atkinson. I like that one pervert Doctor Who, who, like, everyone hates. There's this one Doctor Who who wore, like, rainbow clothes, and he's... Everyone's least favorite Doctor Who. 
He's like the Jimmy Seville Doctor Who. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's my favorite. Is he the sixth Doctor? Studio? He's number six. Ringo Starr is Doctor Who. An important <laughs> message. I will no longer be fighting Daleks as of October 20th. Do not send any more Daleks. Two, I will not fight them. Peace and love. Peace and love, peace and love. Yeah. Peace and love, peace and love. I will not be fighting any more Daleks or... What are what are some other Doctor Who monsters? Swamp monster, right? What is swamp monsters? Robot men. What are the ones? I will not be fighting any more mannequins that come to life. Because <laughs> this Doctor Who, look, I know more about this than I let on. First Doctor, by all rights, Doctor Who should have gone under with that first Doctor. It's like a seventy-year-old grouch. As the first, that should have been just canceled right away. This guy's terrible. Right? Then yeah, they go he was just get like this, hanging out with his granddaughter. Yeah, then they go get this guy who looks like uh he's got like uh he looks like if John Hamm was melting, he's like the second Doctor Who. Then they go get this weird guy who's like a, a silver haired James Bond. He's driving like a sports car all over the place. Because Doctor Who got locked on a military base. And there was like some guy, I cannot give you the keys to the TARDIS. Then they go get Scarfs, whatever his name is. What's his name? <laughs> Tom Baker. He shows up. Then they get the guy uh, from, uh, of like they get like some clean cut. He looks like a Richard Chamberlain type. Then they get the the pervert Doctor Who, the one in the rainbow suspenders. Right? Am I tracking this right, Dudio? Can- they got like a Richard Chamberlain type dude. I mean, then they got the pervert. Then I think, uh, then they tried to get, uh, wasn't there like a, uh, who was next? What if Ricky Gervais was the- Doctor Who? How about Ricky Gervais as Doctor Who? Would that end the franchise? Well, it's, it's, talk a lot more about God. I don't know. Yeah. I took the TARDIS into the thing. There's no God. Okay. Doctor Who. Thank you. He figures out. It's all fairy tale. Doctor Who's bumming everybody out. Somebody in the chat said Andrew Dice Clay is Doctor Who. That'd be pretty amazing. Right? Would his wife be his companion? Just picture the TARDIS. Yeah, that'd be great. Picture this. The Pet Shop Boys were Doctor Who. They go back on the thing, uh, back in the TARDIS, and then he regenerates. Isn't there only, like, one regeneration left for this guy, too? How are they going to keep that going? I guess they're boxed in. There's no way of cheating the rules on that. Yeah, no, No franchise has ever just rewritten everything to make it happen again. And all of a sudden... Out of the mist, the TARDIS doors fly open. Who's the next Doctor Who? And all of a sudden, you see this leather jacket, and it says Dice on the back. And he comes out, and he goes. He's like, look, 
this trip in the TARDIS could take ten minutes or it could take an hour. Back, get it? <laughs> and then his assistant would be like the wife. She'd be like, I thought we could go fight the Cybermen. <laughs> What can I do for you, uh, caller? Don't say your name. All You're right. in the bowling alley. I'm in the alley. Um, so I have a confession. It's it's not really my confession to make, but it was one of the more strange things I've ever uh, witnessed in a college class. Yes. Uh, so last week I was in um, it's a class about rites of passage, and... Um, I go to a pretty bougie college, so basically every class is mostly rich, white kids, um, and this one has a lot of people from sort of New York, like rich, rich New Yorky people, so that's just all you need to know. Um, we were talking about gang initiation, and one of these girls raises her hand, girl from, I think, like, Upper West Side, and she says super casually, I had this friend in high school who joined an all-girl gang, and... There was a person who wronged the gang, so for her to be initiated in the gang, she had to cut off that person's foot. End of story. No. <laughs> and, and everybody just has to stand there and or sit there and just listen to that and act like that happened? Somebody sawed somebody's I, foot off to be in the gang? But also, this girl did not seem original enough to come up with the idea that someone was sawing off someone else's foot. That's not where your head goes to. No, that's that's just troubling. That's like, that's like. do you really have to speak out in class? You have to talk about, a f- <laughs> you really have need that much attention that you have to say something about a gang initiation required somebody's foot getting sawed off? Yeah, like, that takes so much time, too. Quit that's school. Not a- Quit school. Why are you in school? Quit school. Get out. Quit school. It's time. What are you getting from? This is what you're getting from? You're paying for that. That's costing you money to hear that story. (laughs) I mean, it's maybe the best story I've ever heard in a class. Well, look, I'm not saying it's not a great story, but it also should not cost you anything either. In your your time and money. That's time. That's time you could be spending, you you could be behind a counter making money. That's money I'll make back when I pitch my movie about this to Quentin Tarantino. Good good luck with that one. Yeah, when Quentin Tarantino decides to make his college movie. No, not his college movie, his girl gang foot cutting movie. Oh, so you're going to just take it out of the... You know what? Fair enough. If you can get him, you actually probably have a pretty good shot at that. Uh, you have Quentin Tarantino and Foot in the thing. You actually, yeah, that's all you need. You're doing all right. I got to say, you might be playing this correctly. <laughs> well, congratulations on hitting the lottery, apparently. <laughs> and let me know uh, when this movie comes out. Foot. Yeah, oh, you'll, you'll hear about it. Yeah. All right. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Look at some of these Doctor Whos. We got to do this is a whole show, right? What do you think about that, Mike? Mike's against it. Mike hates. Mike hates anything fantastic. 
You gotta watch some of these Doctor Who's, Mike. I try. I've tried so many times. I get these Doctor Who DVDs I bought and I watch it and it's just like, holy moly, this is some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, you'll watch some of this stuff and you'll feel like transported back to being a kid in New Jersey, trapped on a Saturday. It feels like it's Saturday at 6 p.m. And you got no life, and the only thing on PBS is Doctor Who. NBC? No, that, that was Uncle Floyd. Uncle Floyd would be a good Doctor Who. Would that that would be the be- ultimate final Doctor Who? Uncle Floyd comes out of the TARDIS with Oogie. Looney Skip Rooney. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Uh, are we still in the bowling alley? We are. Okay. So Somebody uh, said Mr. Belvedere is Doctor Who. That'd be pretty good, right? Wesley. He was always mad at Wesley. Remember that? Mr. Belvedere? I, what did Wesley I, do to this guy to get him so irked? He was always like, Wesley. I think he was a scamp. Well, that look, Wesley I, I, was one. I, thing. I don't, I don't know from the, I don't know. That's that's out of my. Uh, you ever watch Alf? You ever watch Alf? Little bit. That guy, who who owned the dad on Alf, he hated the Alf. Guy who owned Alf? Yeah, he didn't own Alf. Alf lived at his house. Nobody owns Alf. Okay. He hated Alf so much. That guy. He did. Yeah. Alf if got Alf. Life. Alf irked him so much. He would be like, Alf, I told you not to touch my sandwich. <laughs> Alf would be like, hey, I was in the kitchen making a sandwich. <laughs> and then he'd be like, Alf, I told you to stay out of the kitchen. Like the, He'd be like, hey, Willie, I'm making pizza. <laughs> Alf, why did you touch the stove? Oh, that guy hated Alf so much. Very think he'd angry. Be, think he'd be under the spell of Alf. And naturally, somebody puts a video up. I mean, a picture of him of smoking crack on the <laughs> Friends of Tom chat. <laughs> Alf oh. drove him to some oh. crack. He did. That's I terrible. He ruined his life. He ruined his life. Man, Alf. Oh. Alf ruined that guy. Well, Why did well, he just he, ask he, Al to leave? Right, right, right. right? He, he should have just he, said. He should have just said. Alf, get out of my house. It's my... First of all, why is this guy not just like blown away by an alien? Took a guy like two minutes to get twisted. He's got an alien running (laughs) through the house. And he's just mad at him because he was playing with the pizza cutter. Yeah. It's Dennis the Menace. Yeah. It's not a... Hey, Willie, (laughs) I put the vacuum in the fish tank. Alf... I told you not to touch the vacuum. People are now quoting your your thing. Nobody owns Alf. Congratulations. <laughs> you now have created a breakout catchphrase. 
nobody owns Elf. You said oh, it. You know, you look. You're saying that you're singing mockingly now, as if you're putting someone you else said down. It. You said it. I said he. I said he did own Alf. You said nobody owns Alf. Well, that's true. I did so say that. I can't. I can't take the credit for it. Fair enough. Well, what can I do for you, young man? Well, I had um, one confession. I actually uh, went the other night to the Hollywood Bowl to see one Neil Diamond. And I'm sort of... Oh, Neil Diamond at the Hollywood Bowl. You know what went down at the Greek Theater, which is in Los Angeles, right? I couldn't... I could not believe He didn't do it, did he? No. No. He he didn't. But his tour shirt, one of the tour shirts, was a three-quarter sleeve, you know, black sleeve baseball jersey with a sort of almost triangular... Uh, sort of graphic on the front, almost Van Halen esque, but it was his epic portrait from the cover of uh, Hot August Night. Yeah. Where it looks like maybe he's playing air saxophone or maybe he's just really into himself or something. Yeah, it looks like but, he's, look, we're keeping it clean in spirit yes, of the show. Yes, exactly. It looks like something was airbrushed out, is what it looks yeah. like. The okay. cover of Hot August Night. <laughs> and he did a number of uh, he did a number of songs from that album. It wasn't it wasn't like the Monkees doing uh, uh, you know stuff that they really wanted to play. It was it was. Uh, did he do crunchy granola sweet? He didn't, and he didn't do uh, porcupine pie. Yeah, that's the one I would want to hear. I, I was. We were way 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 in the back. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't think I would even be able to shout Porcupine Pie loud enough. So, But it's not like they're going to suddenly play it either. It's not like he breaks <laughs> into audience requests. Yeah, no, it was, it was, um, uh, it, you know what? It was actually fine. It was actually, I, you know, I, I loved a lot of the songs. He's not quite, you know, he doesn't quite have the voice anymore, but most of the time he sounded pretty strong and, and, uh, he was wearing this, Outfit that was like Sequins? classic. Oh yeah, this classic old guy. I think long sleeve boxer shirt, um, bowling shirt, long sleeve bowling shirt with black side panels, of course, to sort of disguise the side panels there, and then like sparkly kind of western trim on it, and then very tight jeans. And the thing was, either classic old guy, weird rock clothing, or Elaine Stritch mm-hmm. could wear that same thing, right? I mean, it was just like, it was weird. It was, it was a little weird. But he, uh, he, you know, he played for like two hours, and uh, it was a good time. Did he so do all, like, was it all hits? Was it like nonstop hits? It was almost all hits. He did some stuff. He did like Brooklyn Roads and with a montage of like family home movies mm-hmm. on the back. And, and he played, he actually played a song from a newish album that actually wasn't bad at all. And uh, he didn't play Song Song Blue. That's about the only big song that I can think of that he didn't play. Did he do America? Yeah, he closed. He, well, he closes with America, but then he really closes with uh, like uh, Turn On Your Heart Light. 
What? You know, <laughs> you know, he's kind of sappy that way, I guess. He closes with "Turn on your heart light." Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh. So you know, I just wanted to to sort of get it off my chest that I went to this thing and I and I did not have an ironic good time. Sure, no, you should have a good time. This guy's got a. Yeah. This guy wrote great songs. He's a great he was, performer. Did he, he do he, he, "I he Am," "I Said"? Oh, sure. Cause he, he, you know, he's he's a little flavory on some of it, but but like he's got a lot of emotion there, and you know, it's great. And and uh, did everyone you know, cheer? Late- did everyone cheer when he was like, "LA's oh. fine, the sun shines <laughs> most of the time." Yes, did everyone they go, did. Yeah, but then did he yeah. go? Right, what's it? It's like, yeah. So that that was a great song. He's got a he's got a million of them. Yeah, he's got a million. He's got a million great songs, and and uh, and so it was an enjoyable evening. And my lady friend Good. had gone to see Lana Del Rey the week before, and she said he was so much more energetic than she was. What? She was, she was dead boring, and and. Uh, he did basically the same thing he did, but with more. He did it with more sort of panache. Well, I like both of them. I like Lana Del Rey just fine. She said she was absolutely gorgeous, and she said that that it, she couldn't stop staring at her. But she said she's she's. I probably doesn't quite have what it takes to command a, a space like the Hollywood Bowl. I, mean, Look, that's, that's I, I, I still feel like Lana Del Rey should be backed up by the Black Lips. I've said that. And I still hold firmly to that, that the best thing sure. that could happen to Lana Del Rey is if, if she did an album with the Black Lips backing her up. That'd be very interesting. I, I would, uh, I would listen to that. I would give it a, a, an honest listen. It's you, it's you, it's only you now, but do tell me that you're right? Now I'm going to listen to that in the car tonight. Nice, nice. So I, I had one more thing that I wanted to mention, a little information about, uh, you were talking about banquet beer last week. Uh, yes. Coors, the banquet beer. Yep. Well, that that was their whole, like, you know, campaign up through smoking the band at times, you know, was Coors, the banquet beer. Yeah. What banquet? You, you couldn't, you, bank- you couldn't, really? oh, you know, like... Yeah, the, the the last picnic. I don't know what it was yeah, called. Yeah, like what the banquet? Day. Like what? What is it? Uh, you just got out of jail? That bank? Oh, banquet yeah. for that? Yeah. Well, you know, and you you're going to you prison tomorrow. We're having a banquet for you. Well, you know, they got them dubbed that two holes in the top. The way they open the can, so the kids don't hardly never cut themselves on the pop tops because it doesn't. You know, there's that, mm-hmm. and then. Well, the the thing was that you know they didn't. It wasn't west of the, the Rockies, and then I was working in the in the like mid '80s at a club, building some sets or, or whatever, and I was talking to the bartender, and he had told me that a year or so before there was a guy came through who was like a Coors, uh, you know, like a sales guy, and was trying to get it into more places, and because they were expanding, that was when they expanded. East of the Rock. Let me put, just hold this for one second, mystery caller. Uh, at the bowling alley, some guy in the chat, Joey Five Cents, just said, "How did I not take shot, free shots at the worst live vocalist of all time? Who, Lana Del Rey? 
What? Because she, she missed the target on Saturday Night Live once? It's like, wait, 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 I got to listen to that goon Brian Williams is the one who, uh, who, who made, that guy Brian Williams actually was like, made fun of her singing on that. It's like, remember that? Brian Williams actually like tweeted. Brian Williams, the funniest anchorman in the, in yeah. and the formerly. Eight, the 8,000, the 8 million funniest he, uh, American, but the oh. funniest anchor man. These oh, guys. Boy. These anchor men. What was that, oh. that guy? What up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Sorry to interrupt you. So you're working, you're okay, building sets. Right. right, right. So the, the Coors, this guy who's, who's trying to get Coors into these different bars says that in, when they were trying to expand, one of the things that they did was they went to the place that was the source of their water east of the Rockies and, and tried to get the town to change the name of the spring to Rocky Mountain Spring. So, so they, they could always call it. say made with Rocky Mountain Spring. That's disgusting. Hey, it's Coors. Look, Mike you know. loves Coors Light. Mike doesn't like Doctor Who or... My, the things Mike doesn't like, but he likes Coors Light. Yeah. So, That's the Doctor Who of beers. I don't. It doesn't change often enough to be the Doctor Who Who of beers. Well, look, I'm going to let so, Mike like right, what okay. Mike likes. It's, that's fine. So, um, do, do you have um, Waze? You know that app for the the smartphones wave wave no wave w-a-z-e i don't what does that do oh it's it's just a, it's another traffic app but it's it's crowdsourced so that people can update you know there's some stuff in the road there's police here there's a red light camera you know the whatever and so it's constantly being maintained by like all of these people who have the app who are saying oh don't go this way don't go that way whatever but they just offered a thing for the playoffs, which is you could choose the voice of navigation. And you know who they chose? One of the like two people for the L.A. area they chose? For the playoffs. Let me think about this. So it, it's, uh, it's uh, is Blake Griffin one of them? Nope. No. It's probably think some Blake- low rent. Who is it? J.J. Uh, Reddick? Think of, I mean... I'm not a huge basketball fan. I know his name. I know that he's, you know, I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame player, but he's a known guy, a big guy. Bill but, Walton. N- n- nope. Think, who would you pick to do English uh, directions for Los Angeles? Vladi Divac. You got it. Okay. You choose Vladi Divac. So he says, in one half miles, turn right. Then, from right, <laughs> and it's, it's I think he did six, you know, six statements in one half miles, in quarter miles, in two hundred feet. And who right. who else it does it? If um, he did one, who's the other one? I can't I can't check my phone. Well, maybe I can. Um, there was somebody else. And one of the things he, I mean, he, the only other things he says is like at the beginning, he'll say, let's have a safe ride to the playoffs. It's a long way from Serbia. Let's go. So that was, that was his. And I got to find somebody out. Somebody else. 
If you if you download Waze, I'm pretty sure it's still available as a as a thing. But Waze. it was it was Vladi Divac and somebody else who was like, really? That's your choice. Look, I like Vladi Divac just fine. I thought he was great in the movie uh, Eddie. Oh, he's uh, you can get you can get uh, Vladi Divac or Leandro Barbosa. He's good. Okay, he's so still playing it. now. That, that, oh, he's not playing now. Is he playing? No, he's on the he's on the Warriors. He is playing now. Yeah, I might get this. Yeah, W A Z E. It's a, right. it's a it's a good app to use, and it's uh, so anyway. Thank you, mystery caller. I appreciate it, and you may now leave the bowling alley. Oh, thank you. It's you, it's you, it's only you. Tell me how you do. Tell me do do do. Right? Video games. She's like the Lee Hazelwood of our time. Best show, you're on the air. Hello, um, this is Carolyn in Brooklyn, and I have a bowling alley confession. Okay, let's hear it. You're supposed to not say who you are, but we're going to let that slide. Oh, I didn't know it was an anonymous confession. Welcome to the bowling alley, mystery person. Mine's about a bowling alley. I went there uh, with a gaggle of friends when I was in grammar school, and uh, long story short, we had a a ball and we kind of dined and dashed. We left our shoes there. Oh, no. Oh. We were young and foolish. Not cool. Is that bowling alley still in business? Yes. Well, that's shocking. I'm surprised you guys didn't break at the bank, bankrupt them. We didn't, and they also survived an insurance fire. So, do you need help figuring out what to do, or are you just going to move on like nothing happened? I've already moved on. This was years ago. Why don't you send them twenty bucks? Stick twenty bucks in an envelope and mail it to them. I stand in with a note that says, "I stole this from you." I am repaying my debt. That's excellent. I think that's a fabulous idea. Yeah, that's all it is. You have to go to the end of the end of the globe here to to fix this one. Twenty bucks. Cool. All right. You have a great night. You too. Bye. These are the final calls, and everybody should know a few things going forward. How do you help the best show? So many people want to know. Well, let me tell you. Download the episodes. Give them good reviews on iTunes. Tell people the show is back. It really helps when you download the episodes and uh, supporting the sponsors to the show. We've had great sponsors over the last month. Merge Records. We've had uh, uh, Squarespace. Kensington uh, Publishing has... Uh, supporting the show tonight and uh, Squarespace tonight. Support them. Use those offer codes. And uh, that is how you help the best show with that. And then there's also merchandise over at StereoLaughs.com. The posters are shipping this week. Thank you to everybody who pre-ordered the posters from the Sharpling and Worcester live shows that took place in uh, March. We're selling the remaining posters. 
and you know, might be some live shows in the future. Who knows? We'll see. The box set is out. Numero Group, the amazing Sharpling and Worcester box set. 16 CDs, hardcover book, 100-page hardcover book. Just amazing. Wanted to let you also know, this Saturday night, you know Pat Byrne, the young man who works on the show every week. He has a show on WFMU called Prove It All Night, and they do a live show and this Saturday, Prove It All Night will be live at the WFMU, uh, at WFMU over on Montgomery Street. The show is going to be at 9 p.m. It's $5 to get in. Matt Koff from The Daily Show, Michelle Wolf from Late Night with Seth Myers. They're both very funny. Music from The Hamiltons and surprise guests. That's this Saturday, May 30th. 9 p.m., $5 at WFMU, 43 Montgomery Street in Jersey City. Pat Byrne, live, prove it all night. It's really a great show. It's a full-on variety show. Gets get better every time. So do not, if you can see one live, go out and check it out. It's, it's always a great night. And we will be doing the half-hour power, so please call... In the, we're going to take these final two calls, and then it will be time for the half-hour power. 30 minutes of uh, unscreened, rapid-fire phone calls. We'll have AP Mike in here, Dudio, Pat Byrne. It'll be fun. Let's take these last calls. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. I have a confession. What do you have? Uh, so, a few months ago, I was dating someone, and I uh. decided that it wasn't working out, and so maybe we should break up. Yeah. And so... What'd you do? Well, I... You texted her? No, no, I actually invited her to a restaurant, because we were supposed to hang out anyway, and so I thought we could at least have a decent conversation. Yeah. Which uh, was fine at first, and then we started to talk about, you know, that it wasn't really working out, at least for me, and... Halfway through our conversation, I realized that the song Sex Dwarf by Soft Cell was playing in the background. You're making this up. No. I, I, as soon as I heard you, it's actually, she was the one who told me, she was like, you should, you should, te- you should call Tom and tell him that mm-hmm. we broke up to Soft Cell and yeah. to Sex Dwarf. <laughs> now, this spot in the show is usually, it's turning out more and more to be, uh, in- inhabited by the, the, the creeps. Last week it was a peeper called in at this point and could not stop talking about his compulsion to stare in windows. Straight, straight talk right now, my friend. You're anonymous. Nobody knows. What's the, what's the, what's the scoop here? Well, what, what's, how, how do you get your jollies? You, you do not sound balanced. I'm sure there's something weird going on in your, uh, your story. Keep it clean for the air, but uh, be honest. Well, I mean, uh, uh, oh, un- overturn that rock. What's crawling underneath the rock? I mean, I don't know if there's anything related to this relationship, but... What are you, a flasher? We, uh, you sound like that? a flasher. 
no, no, I'm not a flasher, but I, I'm more of a snoop. If I, snoop. if I'm, if somebody asks me to house sit for them, I'll, mm. I'll totally go through their stuff. Yeah, go through the drawers, go through the medicine cabinet, right? Yeah. Maybe take a pill here and there, right? Ooh, these look good. I, I really like to dig through and then rearrange things to make sure that they would never know that yeah. I actually went through it. Because you're a pill popper, right? You take those pills, I'd let you off the hook for everything, right? What are you doing, Oxy? I, I, I once accidentally took Percocet when I thought it was actually just like Advil or something. Mm-hmm. So you start going through, you guys, this is what you do. You, you're going to watch, oh, I'll watch your house. Don't worry. I'll watch your house. They leave. The car's not even warm yet. And you're, you're already jamming half their medicine cabinet into your, down your gullet. Right? I haven't, I haven't had that happen yet, but it sounds like fun. Oh, I don't know. You, you, you're, you're giving me the heebie jeebies. You, good, good night, sir. Best show you're on the air. Uh, yeah, I have a uh, confession. What do we got? Let's hear it. Well, uh, when I was a, a teenager. I was I was addicted to Love. what I would call like cute vandalism. Cute vandalism. Yeah, I, well, I this, mean, I uh, this I gotta hear. I thought I was being cute. Well, cute, like, what did you things? improve things? You wrote funny little, funny little. Would you write uh, no, uh, no, you wrote Wes Anderson quotes on on things? What did you do? The pranks that we would play didn't really hurt anybody, mm-hmm. but they were just we were like they were like head scratchers, you know. So, like one of the things that we did is there was a Montgomery Wards in our town. It's a rural area, Humboldt County, California. There was a Montgomery Wards, which is a, like a department store, and it closed down. And when it closed down, they moved all of the mattresses. They had you know, like almost maybe not a hundred mattresses uh, in this fenced area behind the store. And so what me and my friends did, I had a, a mini a minivan at the time. We called it the granny van. And we systematically, we mapped out where every, every hotel in town that had a pool that, you know, was just an open air pool. And we would go around, we would get, go get a mattress and then we would drive it to that pool and we would drop it in the pool. Mm-hmm. And then we would go get another mattress. Okay. We would take it to the next hotel, mm-hmm. and we would drop it in the pool. Well, please tell me when the cute part of your, this uh, vandalism starts, because this sounds horribly destructive and uh, and uh, creepy. Where's yeah, the cute I mean, part? Where's the cute part? It's, it's not helpful. Yeah, imagine you're the guy who has to now fish a 400-pound uh, waterlogged mattress out of a pool. Well, you don't. Or you lose your job. You don't think one of those guys was like, ah, these kids. You know? Yeah, imagine the guy who threw his back out now when he's got to somehow try to figure out a way to get a mattress out of the bottom of a hotel pool. Well, now you're making me completely reassess my cute. life. Cute. What What part of this is cute? What is going this is worse than This is worse than most. No. Just because you drew a map up? Yeah, you know who else drew a map up? Leopold and Loeb drew a map up. Well, I don't know if they did. But they probably yeah. did. That's uh, that's where you, that's uh, with your, the with was their thing cute. I don't know. Did, did you ever do anything when you were a teen? No, not like that. No. Throw mattresses into pools, hotel pools. I mean, there were nice pools. What's that? The, the pools weren't. It's not like they were like nice. 
Yeah, it was like the Motel 6. Oh, okay. Oh, that, then that's completely... Then it is cute. You're right. You're right. It's cute when the when the guy who has to do maintenance at the Motel 6 now has to figure out, how do I get this mattress out of the pool that now weighs 400 pounds at the bottom of the pool? Yeah, I, I don't actually know how they did it. <laughs> yeah, you don't. It's cute. Now that, you, now that I think about it. Yeah. This is the worst. This is the, you're, you're the, you're the worst, uh, conf- this is the worst confession I've ever heard on the show. Cause you don't even know it's bad. You think, you think you were, uh, you think you, this was cute. You used the word cute. Well, no one got hurt. Yeah, except for the guy who threw his back out trying to get the mattress out. You lift with your knees. Or the person who got fired because they couldn't get a mattress out. Yeah. Yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah no one got hurt. What, 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 this, you, you need to make a, this is restitution on this one. You, you gotta do some serious karmic, uh, 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 reparation on this, cause you, you, you did bad stuff, my friend. Well, give me, give me my punishment. Like, tell, what, how do I make this right? Are you anywhere near where you did these things? I, I still live in roughly the same area. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should probably go to each one and apologize. Face, how long ago were these done? Uh, let's see, so probably 15 years ago. 15 years ago. You you should probably have to walk through the entire town wearing a sandwich board saying um, what you did. Yeah. That's a, that's kind of the only reparation I can think of to even the score so you, you can just be seen by the people as the creep you were back then. Hmm. You threw mattresses into pools. That's terrible. And you didn't think that was bad at all. You didn't think there was anything bad about that. You thought it was, you thought it was, uh, cute. No, I, 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 some germy mattress now. Now the pool is disgusting because it's got some germy mattress that was getting thrown out. Yeah. Cute. This is. This is taking a turn. No, it, it didn't. It, it, it took a turn toward justice. You you were going through your life in this cloud of thinking it was cute. I've been accused of that. Yeah, well. Uh. You, should, you should go in the middle of your town and, and beat yourself with a, with a whip. You should whip yourself. A wet mattress. You should strap a wet mattress to your back and have to walk from one end of town to the other while people throw stuff at you. That's the only thing I can... That would only begin to to, uh, to, uh, to turn the tide on this. While the owner of, owners of all the establishments throw stuff at you. But the punishment for the crime. Yeah, you no, won't, I, though. You won't, though. I know you won't. You won't do anything about it. You'll probably figure out a new way to do it. You'll probably be figuring out the way with the next Montgomery Ward you can get mattresses from. I mean, Tom, when you were seventeen, did yeah. you do anything that was was, no. was not? Nope. Uh, not like nothing like that. Nothing even in the same the same uh, the same stratosphere as that. That's that's so that's so demented what you and your friends did. The yeah. amount of destruction you caused. Well, it was a confession. You didn't think it, you didn't think it was bad, though, did you? Uh, not at the time. I certainly. Do you I now, though? Was, Have you ever thought until now that it was bad? 
Have you ever I thought about how would. bad it was until now? I certainly wouldn't do it now. Well, I would hope you wouldn't do it now. Is this the first time you've ever said, that it's ever crossed your mind now, wow, that was bad what I did? I never realized no, how I mean, bad like, it was. Well, I think that the, just the mere fact that I would not do it now shows that, I mean, I have matured uh, somewhat. You know, it's, it's not, uh, it's, I, I certainly wouldn't do it now for a myriad of reasons. But you called it cute. Well, I think that if I heard that a 17-year-old... Tell me what part was cute about that. Just, just, just please. It's, I'm, 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 I'm removing all judgment from this. Okay. Convince me that that was cute. Just because we thought we were so clever. Uh-huh. When, in fact, it, I, I will, you know, it's a stupid thing to do, but, you're, but you had never, you've never heard of that before. You're like, oh, okay, that's kids... Kids, what ruining businesses? You know, kids. Yeah, kids do that sometimes. Yeah, kids do that. Kids go to jail when they do stuff like that. You should. You should have been in Wormwood Scrubs. You yeah. should have been in jail. You should. You should have been arrested and, and convicted for that. Seventeen. Yeah. Well, what? What? You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't how give many, me like how a, many pools did you? Th- how many pools did you throw mattresses in? I would guess eight pools. Eight. Oh, I don't remember, but that's if I had to guess. You know, you, yeah, you still long, love it. How you, long that you, night? Was. Somebody in the chat just said you're still proud of yourself with this. You still are. I can hear it in your I voice. You're up, still proud you did this. I called up a national radio show. That's no, first of all, it's an international radio show. Uh, How dare you say it's national? It's worldwide, my friend. You heard the call from uh, Australia earlier. Mm-hmm. We, we're world. We're we're world. Right now, the world knows that you're you're a pile of uh, uh, you're a pile of human garbage. Right now, the world knows that. Well, that's that's that is my punishment. No, no, that is not nearly your punishment. That is just an acknowledgement of your behavior. That is just uh, for the for that is, you. You you are uh, you you did bad, my friend, bad, because you called yeah. it cute. You called it cute. I can't wrap my head around that. You're demented. No. What would you What would you suggest you could do to fix this? Karmically, karmically, if you needed to karmically. write this, if you needed to write this wrong, what would you yeah. do? Uh, I don't know. Taking a foster child and raise him upright. This is, that's sarcastic. You wouldn't do that's No, not. it's not. No, it is not. It is absolutely not. What are you going to take in a foster child and raise them upright? What, teach them how to draw, uh, figure out where all the motel pools are? That what you're going to do? The two, what, not, do you, what, what, the, what are the two you do next? Start blowing up ice machines at uh, Motel 6s? Uh, we did not do that, no. Well, you can teach your kid. Maybe your t- kid can burst out of the uh, ice machine. Right? Maybe the two you can put human heads in ice machines. That doesn't sound... That sounds grosser. Oh. Look, you, you, my friend, are a, a demented uh, mutant, and you have deep-seated problems, and, and uh, I, I just I hope that you, you get... Uh, you, you, you Someday you see this, and you'll just beg. You'll beg for well, forgiveness. I'm I'm open to your suggestions on how that can be accomplished. Like, I, and I'm not okay. Like, Here, I, I, well, how much money do you make a year? Nobody knows who you are. 
<laughs> Nobody knows who you are. You can just throw out a number. How much do you make a year? Uh, over over 30. <laughs> over 30. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would donate $10,000 in cash to uh, a charity within your community. 10000 $10,000. Or no, 8000 It's 1000 for each pool you'd throw a mattress in. Okay. Not that you have to do it all at once. Okay, so over, I, 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 just, have to, I just have a debt and I have to pay it yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. 1000 bucks for each mattress you threw into a pool. And you have to write a letter to your local paper and say what you did. And this is why you're doing the donating. Okay. Well, if if that does actually uh, come to pass, I will uh, I will send you. See, a you're already off the hook. You let yourself off. Yeah, yeah. Mattress man on the loose again. You did it again, mattress man. You're on the loose. Kaiser, the Kaiser, the Kaiser Sose of uh, of uh, sort of perfect sleepers. No. I, I, What's your favorite I, you, the President's Day? That is that when you get your jollies, President's Day, the mattresses are a little cheaper. A little cheaper, yeah. Right. That's when you. That's when you. That's when you're back out. Mattress man's on the loose. Everybody's yeah, everybody, throwing out their. They got their new mattresses. You go looking for the old ones out by the curb, yeah. right? And all right? the pools are freshly rechlorinated. Yeah, the, yeah. Then the it's air. mattress. Mattress man's back in business. This is what you should do. You should strap yourself to one of those mattresses and throw yourself in a pool. Oh. See how you like it. Oh, that's too far? Well, I don't know. Would you do that? No. Well, I didn't throw eight mattresses into pools. Okay. I mean, it seems like a steep punishment. Wow. I told you. The, the, I already told you. The uh, $8,000. $1,000 for each pool. All right. Oof. 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 Yeah. Shame. Shame. You wear that shame on your head. We wanted a good confession, right? I didn't want to come Oh, I, this I was a good one. Some, this was a good one. I didn't want to come in with something weak, you know? No, no. You Don't worry. This was not weak. This was not weak. You're like the, you're like the BTK killer of mattresses. Huh. Yeah. Mat- mattress Manson, I'm going to call you. <laughs> your mat- you and your buddies, it's like the mattress, you're like the Manson family, right? Of mattresses. Of mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. Best show, you're on the air. Final call. Oh, hey, uh, I was told I was going to be on hold for the oh, half hour. Okay, hour. then I'm putting you back on hold. Putting you back on hold. Thanks, buddy. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. It's back on hold. Is he on hold? All right. No. No. Just call back, okay? <laughs> call back. Okay. All right. Let's end the show. Guys, that mattress guy, I spent, I was wrapping the show up, then I just yelled at him for 15 minutes straight. Was that too much, Mike? You enjoyed it? The lack of The lack of compassion was... Stunning. All right. Let's end the show. I will say, I hope the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, 
Part of me hopes they keep winning because Kevin Love is now playing for the team. I would love to see them win it all without Kevin Love on the floor. That'd be super satisfying. We are now ending the best show. Best show will be back next week. Got some really good guests coming up in the next uh, few weeks, so uh, get ready for that. Let's play a record on the way out. The Dentists uh, were a really great band from uh, England, and we are going to hear a single. Uh, we've played it before. We're going to play it again because I love it so much. It's a single that came out on the uh, reissued on uh, by Trouble in Mind Records, and it's uh, Strawberries Are Growing in My Garden. Let's take a listen to The Dentists and... The best show will be back next week, and the Half Hour Power is coming up next. It will go up online on Friday. So download it then. Listen to uh, this now, and uh, we will talk live next Tuesday. Good night. (laughs) 